Hey Brookies, Future Mackie here. Just wanted to give a small note to anybody who happens to be watching the Spotify video version of our episode today. Unfortunately, we had a small technical malfunction uh, with the video for this episode, um, so only part of the video will be displayed. Uh, for the remainder of the episode, you'll just see the Storybrooke Circus logo up, um, but there there is a portion of the show where the video is going to display, and I put the times in the show notes for where that video stops and starts in case. Uh, when you get to that place, you want to switch over to Spotify or you want to switch over to the video just for that portion so that you can see. We greatly apologize for the technical error, but, uh, you know, technology, am I right? So <laughs> we are definitely going to fix this for the next episode, but I just wanted to let anyone who does utilize this feature know um, that that is kind of only partially there. So for those of you who are only listening by audio on some other platform, business as usual. So without further ado, enjoy episode 40 of the Storybook Circus. What's going on, Brookie Nation? We are here with a very big milestone episode. This is episode 40. <laughs> big 4-0 for Storybrook Circus. I am the Mackie Mouse. I am Isla Sikorsky. Storybrook Circus is your Once Upon a Time podcast where we listen to every single episode and give you our opinions that no one asked about, uh, about every single one. And this is the 40th time that we're doing it. Wow. That's a, that's a huge thing, man. I'm like, I'm so pumped We about are this. over the hill, as they say. I guess we are, yeah. 40 is the new 30 anyway. Actually... 40 is the new 50, if you know, you know. So uh, we are very, very happy to be here talking about episode 17 of Once Upon a Time. Uh, but before we do any of that stuff, how are you doing, Isla? Oh, I'm how's good. Life? It, life how's, is, how's your week so far? It's it's going. Um, yeah. I think it's calming down now, thankfully. But Oh, good. Yeah. Delightful. How are you? I am, I am good. <laughs> I, I suffer from a horrible personality trait where I check my outlook after my office hours and that changes my answer sometimes from excellent to not so great. <laughs> it's my own fault. I do this. This is just an American thing, right? We think we have to be working all the time. I feel like, tell me, because we, we just learned last week, I think. About all the countries that we get listened to from. Oh, so yes. tell me countries other than America. What is it like? That, is it like that there? Is it, it? Do people just like when they clock out for work, they're like, F you job. I'm, I'm just not. That's just right. I feel like the culture in places other than America are just like when you're not working, you're not working. You're just. I'm not sure which ones do that, but I know that I have adopted that that mindset now because oh, God, I wish I needed to prioritize my own personal time because it was it was just too consuming you know and I uh, we talked about I am you know. now like that what's that animal what what is he he's like an antelope in Zootopia the one at the yoga sanctuary who's <laughs> I, he's like a yeah. yak or something I don't remember what yeah, he is yeah where he just is like vibing. That's how I feel. Yeah. Now. Oh, I I have days and moments where I feel like that, but it is 
Not all the time. I wish that was my default. I am so jealous of people whose default is that. You know those people? Like there are yeah, those people I'm who not are just those like people. I never work phased. to be this person. Oh, I well, you are very inspiring to me right now, and I I hope to thank one day you. Be like you. Uh, <laughs> well, let's say hello to the Spotify oh my gosh, video hey. viewers. What's going on? This is going to be a fun one because this is going to be the first time that we are on Spotify video. We're going to TikTok uh, transition. We're going to do. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's hilarious. We're taping this episode over the course of multiple days, which occasionally we do. But you would never know that previously because you can't see that the lighting and our clothes are different. I guess one or two times, I guess we did even the, the pre-show we broke up because it was so long. Right. But, um, but yeah, we're going to I guess we're going to do a, a TikTok transition somehow. I wish I could like green screen a full someone doing a TikTok, like a weird TikTok transition. In no, we're just going to both have to like <laughs> put the hand over the camera and come yeah, out. Yeah, we'll have to do the low tech version. I like it though. Uh, so yes, in case you're wondering what the hell we're talking about, <laughs> keep remembering sometimes it's people's first time here. If it's your first time here and you and you jumped into the 40th episode, it's like a nice hard milestone check-in episode. Thank you for being here. Actually, you know, Thank it's kind of weird, not weird, but a little odd. Some people might actually have this be their first episode because it is oddly titled Welcome to Storybrooke. It is. Uh, yeah, that is a strange like, which I, I really love So if you're not paying too that. much attention, you could be scrolling and be like, oh, welcome to All right, boo, that sounds like a beginning of something and you just click on it. I mean, yeah. This or, is, or this just... is some um, data that I would like to follow along with. That actually would be interesting if you are listening to this, and we'll get into this in in a few minutes uh, when we talk about our uh, listener dedicated segment. But um, if you'd like to call in or uh, message us and let us know if you are someone new, please tell us that it's your first time. Whether you're gonna planning on going back to binge, or whether you listen to this episode and say, "Oh my god, these motherfuckers are not for me. I'm never listening to them again." That's totally fine. Just let us know that this, like, you didn't go back to episode one. That this was just like your first one. I'm yeah. To really right get specific, if you just recently started listening to our show, we or maybe if you've been listening for a while, is there anybody out there that didn't start on the first episode? Oh, that's even bad. I like it. Did anyone guys, just pick up an episode? <laughs> guys, we're doing a social experiment. You need to be a part of it. It's yeah. Very <laughs> this is for science. <laughs> this is for science, for podcasting science. Um, so in case you're wondering what I'm talking about, we uh, this this podcast also on Spotify will also play video. So if you're interested in watching us perform the podcast as well as listen to our voices... Spotify is where it's at, which feels very hashtag Addy, which I think is by design. So Spotify essentially reached they out. They got the game on lock. This is going to sound so bad. They do. They did. They did literally reach out to podcasters that, that were serving on Spotify and asked if we were at all remotely interested in beta testing this new video feature and we of course said yes because we had already been taping video for youtube unlike some podcasts who just strictly do audio i was like we were already set up for that sure why not test that and we tested it and actually it was kind of cool and people liked it so um you know when they reached out it was it's a a joint thing between spotify and anchor who i think anchor owns spotify if i'm not mistaken now um so they kind of or does spotify own anchor i don't know which one owns who owns what it's probably Spotify. Is probably I think it's Spotify owns Anchor. But owns Anchor, yeah. Same so, thing. So they, 
they put in specific features into Anchor, uh, like integrating music and stuff. And one of those things was was video. So here we are. Uh, if you'd like to watch us and you don't mind switching your podcast app of choice, uh, if you are listening on somewhere else and you want to come over to Spotify, you can you can watch the in, the show in its entirety, which is kind of cool because on YouTube we can only show the pre-show. Um, so hello to you video people. Uh, in, in addition to that, we a little bit of housekeeping up top. We just released last, no, this morning, not even last night. We recorded it last night and I released it this morning, a new bonus content episode on Patreon. Ding. Um, what it is, is a review for Encanto. The word review is a loose word. Oh. I put background music just for funsies. Uh, okay. It is not quite a review. It is just our opinion review. We didn't, like, watch the show because it's not released on digital yet, but... It's us fangirling over oh, yeah. a movie that we saw 24 hours ago. Like, literally. So, if Encanto is something you watched and loved... Or you have no idea what we're talking about and you want to go watch the movie and then listen to what we thought about it, we went to town. Uh, so we we put a big episode out uh, just about us talking about the things that we loved. Spoilers. I'm from a Spanish country. I'm from Puerto Rico. So I had a lot of stuff to say about it. <laughs> Even though the movie's technically about Colombians, but it's really about Spanish culture in general. And I completely fangirled and wigged out. It's my favorite movie Disney's ever made. So... And I am a broken person. So this was also exactly my favorite movie. I, yeah, literally, it was literally perfect, yeah. written for me. Anybody, if you uh, have uh, any feelings uh, or if you have ever, you know, descended from your parents at all. If you ever formed <laughs> a thought, this movie is for you. <laughs> this movie is for you. If you, are, if you are anyone but a sociopath that does not have feelings, this movie is for you. <laughs> Like literally everyone. So uh, yeah, patreon.com slash the SBC pod is where to find our stuff over there. We also have some other things on there. Lost is up there. Um, like we have a separate listen watch through of Lost that we do on there as well. And uh, next up in our movie club will be Hamilton Act 2, which we literally postponed just so that we can get our thoughts out about Encanto because we felt that's real how strong strongly we felt about, about it. it. We, yeah. So uh, Hamilton Act 2 will be up next for movie club and then we'll get back into the Lost discussion. But that's just what some other things that are happening out in the interwebs that are related to the Storybrook circus folks. You know what else is happening on the interwebs? What's that? People calling us and emailing us and hey. texting us. Oh man, that segue was so good. Extra, extra. Uh, those very handsome, very energetic newsboys were merely out on the street delivering the word of the Storybrook Daily Mirror newspaper to uh, the passersby. The good word. And you're probably. The good word. <laughs> You're probably wondering what the Storybook Daily Mirror is. It is a fictional newspaper in our minds that we made up where you submit articles to it because we don't like writing for our own newspapers. So it's all stuff from you guys. But you're probably going, hey, how do I submit articles to the Storybook Daily Mirror? That's a great question, random listener. Isla, tell them how they should submit to the Storybook Daily Mirror. I'm never going to do that again. That really didn't feel good. <laughs> that was awful. I hated every second of that. <laughs> We're going to veto that from from future episodes. 
Uh, how do we get into the Starbuck Daily Mirror? I don't know. Okay, so. <laughs> I broke her. Yeah. Damn. That doesn't happen often. <laughs> oh, good times. I don't even have anything to, like, do it for me. Oh, I do. Do you want to join the Storybrook Daily Mirror? Oh, my God. <laughs> you can Where's email us, thespcpod at gmail.com. Do you want to send us a DM on Instagram? It's the same, thespcpod. <laughs> we have a phone number, 207-536-8512. You can call that number and leave a voicemail, or you can text that number, a, a text message, and we will <laughs> read it or play it on the air and talk about it. And oh. my favorite part of the Storybook Daily Mirror is when you, you, <laughs> go on to Apple Podcast. If you don't have an Apple device, steal your neighbor's Apple device and log into it and leave us a five-star review so other people can join the Brookies and join the discussion and join the fun because the more the merrier. Right? Right. Wow. What's this guy's name? Oh my God, he bowed. Uh, this was the... This was like the hippopotamus my tie or something like that. Ah, uh, let's call him... Uh... Harry. I feel like it needs to be an H name to okay. match the hippopotamus. Yeah. Harry the hippopotamitai. Hey, there we go. All right. Killed love it. it. Crushed it. Uh, so if you manage to get all that in the chaos, there's a little visual gag in there for those of you who weren't yeah, watching. Yeah. Incentive so. to go on to Spotify. In- yeah. So incentive to go to Spotify. I left you an incentive to go on to Apple Podcasts. Now I'm leaving you an incentive to go on to Spotify to watch <laughs> this tomfoolery. But all those things are true. If you leave us a, a five-star review, we will read your comments on the air. If you leave us a voicemail or perhaps an email, we will do the same. And in fact, we have some of those we would like to share right now. Uh, I need a second. <laughs> Change the setting right real quick because it is not set correctly. Okay, it's ready now. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, here is a voicemail from... Lucas. Hi, uh, this is Lucas again. I'm sorry. I know that you're like behind it with voicemails. Oh my and gosh, don't talk about it. But um, <laughs> I have for a long time had a lot of feelings about the Miller's Daughter episode. And it's just, yeah. One thing is you guys really talked about how sad it is that Snow did like what she did, that she isn't as like nice as she, you know, pure good as she was. Mm-hmm. But I feel like any person with, that went through what she was going through at the time would do that. I mean, mm-hmm. just the day before, she learned that the whole reason her life is the way it is is because of Cora. She learned that her, that Cora killed her mom. And because of that, she ended up living with Regina, who hated her and kicked her out of her out of her castle at one point and she had to live in the woods and she had to just be on the run that changed her whole life because of Cora setting this whole thing up making Regina hate her she didn't get to raise her daughter mm-hmm. like there must have been so much going on and she just saw somebody from that she cared about be murdered in front of her for no reason I, it just it breaks my heart but like I feel like I totally get where she's coming from. Um, 
I also think that um, it's a really important story arc for Regina, and it will never not break my heart watching the smile on Regina's face when she sees her mom's face light up when uh, the heart goes back in her for, like, just a second before she starts to die of, like, she's just so happy because she knows her mom is going to be a lot more loving. And then she dies, and it breaks my heart every single time I watch that episode. Yeah, that's all I really have to say. Anyway, uh, bye. Stay gold. Stay on both. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for the Okay. I love it. I love everything about it. When we were watching the episode last week, I did not take into consideration that Snow just found out that Cora murdered her mom. Oh, I did. I... I take away because I take away some the, of my judgment then. Uh, so here's the thing. It, this is the really most brilliant part of this writing style that goes back to predating writers like William Shakespeare. Do you know what I mean? Writing tragedy in this way that the the cause of all of your pain turns out to be someone and then that like you know, make kind of forces your hand. And there's always, always, always going to be that philosophical question is, did, you know, someone says I had no choice. Yeah. Did you? There's always going to be a philosopher who says you always have a choice. Right. You just made it. You just now made it. You, you were forced into a place where you felt so unhinged and angry that it motivated you to choose one, but you did choose. You know what I mean? So this is this is the gray area. The, the feeling I think you're feeling, Lucas, is the intent of every single word on every page of this episode and every episode leading up to it. That's exactly the conflict they want you to feel because it's not clean, good guy, bad guy, black and white, good and evil. Right. All right. It's very gray because and, and I think they even put those words in Snow's mouth in the previous episode of saying how many more people have to die and suffer because I'm allowing them her to live. That means I have to kill her for now what essentially will be the greater good. Right. right? On top of which the rage of her personal pain from killing her mother, killing she just recently killed what's her face? The the nanny woman. Right. Oh yes. And right in um, front of her. That's what she was saying. Yeah. Uh, Joanna. So like, Joanna, like right in front of her face, threw out a window. No mercy at all. And like feeling like, first of all, you got to avenge that. Your human nature is not going to let you not want to avenge that, right? Right. But on top of that, you know that avenging that is like the right thing to do because this person is hurting people. You have to stop them from hurting people. You know, like had you killed her yesterday. Joanna would not be dead and like that whole flat whole kind of way of thinking so every single thing that you're saying Lucas I agree with 100% and it still gets to a place where like like you're saying like that it's reasonable that she would do something like this and while I agree for the purposes of storytelling and character development now you've written yourself now out of a place where I think we as a story structure we being the people who are like experiencing it with the writers uh, could have gotten to this place where we got the heart cursed, got the the heart back into her, still had that moment where Regina got something taken away and it'd be some other character that Regina then turns on the town. Like you could have gotten there a different way doing it. I like the idea that now Regina gets to be mad at snow and there gets to be a little conflict there. But the only thing I don't like is like how irreparably damaging that is to snow's characters integrity. Yeah. 
can't get it back. You never get it back from there. And in fact, we're going to spend the next, I don't know, season and a half kind of going down that road to invent, to like explore how do you, how are you? What does that mean? Yeah. Do you get redeemed from that at all? How do you navigate (gasps) the aftermath of that? And this will not even be the first time or the first character who has this issue of like doing something that you can't take back and then having to figure out what comes next right after this thing like you know like you're the you're responsible for killing daniel or daniel getting killed how do you come back from that <laughs> like we saw like well she held a 20 year long grudge <laughs> you don't is the answer <laughs> you cursed a whole town and moved them from locations for 30 plus years no one has any any credibility right now in this department yeah 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 so, so yes, Korra is the definition of true unbridled evil, and Snow did something that we cannot chuck up to being unreasonable for her character, just like a lot of things Emma does. Like, we're like, yeah, but I kind of understand why, even though I don't like it, you know? Like, yeah, I still get... it sucks, but I can sympathize and get where right. she's coming from. And, like, would it, and we've talked about this a lot, would it be something you would do? Right. Probably. If anybody did anything irreparably damaging your daughter, you would not even quite, you would just go to jail and not even question it. You would strangle would someone to death with bare hands. in my mugshot. I yeah. have no shame in that. You know what I mean? Especially if, like, God forbid, it was it was something that you couldn't take back. You know, you know what I mean? Like, like, really damaging, like, scary. Wouldn't matter to me. Like, you know, but do you see what I'm saying? Like, but but there's not even anything, you know, people, they lose like loved ones, like someone, something happens and their husband dies from it or yeah. something, right? And then you're like, you don't have anything to lose. You could, compl- like, if you really let yourself go, you would snap and go way off the deep end and it would be, you know what I mean? And her mother can't come back. Joanna can't come back. Right. <laughs> you don't come back from death. So like. This is her breaking point. She can't take any more of this. And Charming is not in a position to be able to help her. It's just, it's one of those things where she had the opportunity. Now, hmm, the manipulation of Regina, that part did not have to happen. No. That part was way That, I agree, was way over the line. They didn't let us, like, process that. She was now, this is one of those things where, like, you know how you tell a lie and then the lie opens up this other area. In order to cover the first lie, you have to tell a web of more lies to like yeah. cover the first original one. This feels like an example of that. Like she she was gonna do a bad thing, but in order to cover the part of the bad thing she's trying to get a loophole around, she did a way worse thing than the thing itself. Like I think killing Cora is not even nearly not half as dark as making Regina be the one to do it without yes. Regina knowing is sinister on a whole nother level. Even though she wasn't doing it intentionally, but like she was trying no, to get out of you are completely right like right? i killing cora like, i think she honestly could have not bounced back from but came back from normally right for a hero to do something you know it would be considered dark but like this come on this is like like no and especially knowing that the only thing she's ever wanted is acceptance and the whole reason why she was this evil in the first place and terrorizing everyone was you picked the one the one trauma that caused something Like, it made her the most evil person that you've ever known was this trauma that you picked on, and you just stuck a knife in it and twisted it and poured a bunch of salt. Like, that feels... And technically your family on some level. You know what I mean? They're step-sisters. 
Because nope, they're step nope, stepmother and daughter. Stepmother and daughter and you know Well, actually they're both. Technically they're both because when she was adopted into the family Oh no no no, it was no no, never mind. It was never when Cora was there. She was only in the family because Regina ended up marrying Leopold and that's how they ended up. Yes, but then like also family by proxy of Henry. You know what I mean? Of Henry as well, yeah. Yep. Because Henry is their granddaughter, so they are technically adoptive grand in laws. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Which is so (laughs) we did put a link in the discord uh, for like a comprehensive family tree, but we had to put it in a spoiler section because immediately it started to spoil like things that happened like in four seasons from now (laughs) Uh, because it's the entire family tree of everybody that we meet in the entire series. And it is so so they had different lines for like uh, romantic relationships, actual births. And then creations, because things like the Blue Fairy created the cricket of Jiminy Cricket, but it, like didn't oh, birth yeah, him yeah, alone, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So like a creation thing. And there are other examples later in the show. Um, but it got – there were cases where it actually went back in on itself. <laughs> there were cases where it went out to a different – like series like adventure like uh once upon a time in wonderland oh, and yeah, like some yeah, other yeah. things okay. and then and then looped back into this series before it was oh, done Oh I have to go check that out I haven't looked there yet There are ones there are ones that like finish out a storyline and then in future seasons we're going to meet characters where they explain the origins of them so then it goes back to oh this person actually started this entire tree down here and that causes a bunch of other things there are crosses in licensing because of like Greek mythology with fantasy characters with that right oh it, yeah 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 is, and so and then he kind of labels everything like like what they are but then also ties them all together in lines it's fascinating it really and it really does hurt your head if you're not prepared for that you have to be ready for like you know how like you go on YouTube and start watching those conspiracy yes theory videos and you're like really it, it you have to be in that kind of mindset for this because yeah. it really gets heavy especially th- that core of the like adoptive son with the great grandmother of and step parents and step siblings of and yeah and actually it goes into some further relationships that involve emma like way later in the show that are super spoilery that like make that even more complicated oh my gosh <laughs> it's really good though i was like looking at it going yeah i was following pretty much all of it and going oh i forgot about that oh that's right this actually links here like which is the, honestly was my favorite appeal of this show is that it actually does that web. Because think about the thing you do in every... I don't know if anybody else does this, but like every movie I watch, like you know these like... I'll give you an example. Disney movies, right? Uh, Elsa and Anna's parents get shipwrecked and then on oh, this island. Oh, yes, 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 they, yes, And yes. then they have a baby and the baby is Tarzan. And you just keep, you keep linking everything together. Right? Yeah. For me, anytime I see a live action actor, but in another show... I continue the plot of the character they played in the last episode, in the last show, and like continue it in this show. <laughs> like oh to me, like gosh. Kate left. Kate left the island of Lost and then found Henry Pym and became the Wasp. You know what I mean? Like and changed her name. Like I always connect to characters that I've seen in other shows. So like this show is literally one giant web of connecting things that shouldn't be connected right jack and the beanstalk and disney fantasy characters are not even close to the same lore but they 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 move them in and out 
so seamlessly and easy. Mm-hmm. It feels natural. Like it's really a cool idea. I still don't get why this show doesn't get enough love. I honestly. agree. I really don't get it. It's the best idea anyone's ever like had in with these like fantasy things. Like, what if you could like mash up like Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings and Star Trek and some other crazy sci-fi shit? Like, isn't that? Do people not think that's fun? <laughs> I think that's amazing. Like, you're telling me they, this isn't the fairy tale version of like The Mandalorian? Yeah. Or the, like, all of the stories. Avengers shows, you know, Loki, mm-hmm. WandaVision, stuff like that. That's just what this is, That's except true. with fairy tale. It was before That's its true. time. Either that or it's like not manly enough because it's like it's princesses and Tinkerbell and little like, you know, like it's Disney stuff. Like, like is, it was, is it that kind of thing that people can't latch on to? No, because look know. at, you know, I'm. Maybe it was because it was ABC and that's like for like older people. And like family, the family. Yeah. Stuff, like with kids. Yeah. Like if this but was, this is, if this, this was marketed, if this was marketed like Outer Banks. Yeah, I could see Would it that. have done better? Like, yeah, like, like, it, is it just the PR packaging that didn't make it sexy enough? Even though it, it's like pretty, it gets pretty dark. It gets pretty. But it was on ABC. I know. Like, my question is, if this was a Netflix original in 2020, would it have the same Yeah, I think it would have blown. Backlash? No, I think it would have blown the fuck up. I think it would blow up. Because it's just because I'm right now currently doing a rewatch, not a rewatch, a a first watch through of Lucifer, because I didn't watch it when it was live. This, to me, feels like the same, like, sideways sexy angle to a story you're familiar with like Lucifer is. You know? It's not overt. It's not like Skinamax. You know, it's not like that. But it does. It is a little bit suggestive in ways. And, and what's crazy like, is that Lucifer died on not Lucifer the character. The TV show Lucifer died dead. Yeah, yeah, like it yeah. got canceled. And the only thing that yeah. saved it was Netflix, a streaming service. And by the end of the show, which just it just recently wrapped like its final season, um, it was huge. It was a lot, yeah. you know, there were like everybody was talking Lucy about fans it. everywhere. Was it was it. insane. To go from literally know. being dead in the water to getting revived and getting to finish the show how you wanted to finish it. Which is like the thing now. <laughs> that like, yeah. Like Brooklyn Nine-Nine, like all these, actually I think Parks and Rec had that too where they weren't going to get a final season and then they got picked up and did it, you know, like that kind of. But look at like how much better the now. closure of TV shows has gotten since they started oh. doing that. Thank the Lord. Back in the day, shows just used to stop. They would just stop. You'd never hear them again. And you'd be so <laughs> pissed because gone. you'd be like, why did I waste all of this time getting to this moment? And then you feel and like nothing. Yeah. Or they have the like Gossip Girl. It is, you know, my top three favorite shows of all fucking time. They ran out of time on the last season and it was only 10 episodes when all of the other seasons were 25 plus. Oh, and God, like it was, you know, it's just one of those sad, like they had to wrap it up and you did. Yeah. It didn't feel I'm still mad about who was Gossip Girl because I really do feel like it was way too rushed. And I don't know. It's just sucks. Isn't that everybody was saying we were putting memes out of like, that's what Game of Thrones was. I didn't watch. I've never seen a single. Minute I, of Game of Thrones, I always never, saw those memes of the horse yeah. that was really beautiful in the beginning. And then the end is just like the fate, like the like the back end is so beautiful. And the face was just a crayon. My brother <laughs> was, was a ending. big Game of Thrones person. I will never watch an episode because I know that that's not something that would interest me in any way, shape or form. Yeah, he I, said that I he mean, just doesn't know. watch the last season. 
That's yeah, that's what everybody said. He's like, no, no, no. But is, I watched it is once it, is it and it ruined they didn't the whole show do for it me. Right? Um, or did they like get canceled? And I think they, they got canceled. The yeah, and so they had to screw up the last season. I'm not sure though, but I mean, I feel that way about Toy Story Four. Hey, I'm wearing a Toy Story jacket right now. I boom topical. Yeah, I hated the last Toy Story. The oh, that's pretty. That's oh, sick. It's a great. This is my favorite Eddie. That's sick. <laughs> anyway, sorry, <laughs> sorry for the visual distraction. I hate the I hate the last Toy Forky is so stupid. Sorry to every four year old out there. Um, I hate it Forky is... in that movie, but I love Forky the after movie short. Forky character. is funny. I hate him in Toy Story 4. Because he's a main character and should have been a side character. I hate Toy Story 4, period. I I'm not a really do not watch it. I pretend it doesn't exist. It ended in 3. But it is one of the most beautifully rendered animated movies I've seen. Yes, but like... Which has nothing to do with... Storyline? Garbage. <laughs> the storyline oh, yeah, was yeah, yeah, literal it's... garbage. I was... Yeah. This show, in conclusion, would have done better now on Netflix or Hulu. Or Disney Plus. Thank you for being a friend. Shout out to, I want to say Heather. Is that who suggested that? That's our rambling sound. That's when we get way off track. We <laughs> have to find our way back. And I have to somehow like, loop it back around to in conclusion. Into the thick of it. You did good, though. Into the thick of this it. is us traversing into the back. <laughs> Maybe um, this should be it. This is us traversing back to the, the actual topic at hand. Okay, uh, so now let's talk emails. <laughs> I can't wait to hear from the people <laughs> who this is their first episode. And they're like, what is wrong with these people? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. This is our show. We can do what we want. Uh, okay, so the emails. We have a few emails that came in. I'm going to take this bottom one off because we don't need that in there. Um, so let's first talk about... Paula. Paula sent in uh, thoughts on a few different things about season, uh, the season two up until this point. Um, but what we particularly want to pull out is uh, Paula's thoughts on Manhattan, which was like a big deal episode for us. Like that up, I want to say our favorite, but like since then, so we've had even better ones and it keeps getting better. But yeah. up until that point, that was like the big one we we had been waiting the whole time for specifically, you know, for the that most meal, anticipated. Uh, yeah, the most anticipated for sure. So let's go through some of these points here. Uh, Mila truly sucks. Totally true. Uh, she's upset that he's going to war and says that he doesn't have to. She Then she's mad at him because he did what she wanted him to do and back out. <laughs> he probably wouldn't have even done it if uh, he thought she wouldn't approve. Well, maybe he would have because of the whole having a kid and wanting to see him grow up thing. But he never uh, thought she'd hate him for it. Like, she really did screw that part up. Like... That that felt like a little bit of an about face, yeah, for no reason, just for you know. And I can't tell if that's just for because just of the for the show, the but like it yeah. was so as a human, it was so thing, it was frustrating true. and aggravating to watch, and it still sucks to think about. Yeah, uh, what's Henry talking about forgiving Emma? Since when was he mad at Emma for giving him up? Yeah, he did seem to flip a little bit about that. I I didn't say anything when we watched the episode, but I was I was being like, oh, now this is, seems like a weird time to bring this yeah, up. Now, uh, yeah, now. Mm. 
he yeah. went looking for her to break the curse and because Regina sucked. If anything, he seemed to want to replace Regina. Yeah, when he went to go find her, he didn't seem to have any hard feelings about her. He, he, in fact, one of the first things he said to her was, I forgive you. You need to come save the town. That's what's more important. Yeah. And then she came and saved the town and then they were family. <laughs> he's 10 and, and he's, he's really mad. To, yeah, no. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm going to throw him a little bit of a bone on this one. He's I a do, kid. Yeah, he's processing I, some dark feelings. Well, I get him being mad that she lied about Neil, but the but the guilting, like the real nasty comment that he made to her about like such and such doesn't like give up their kids for whatever. I was like, oh, that's a little bit of a. <laughs> a little bit yeah, of a he's an angry kid. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Uh, let's see. Here's another reason why August sucks. Uh, he tricks Gold into thinking he's his son, but then we come to find out he knows where his son is and doesn't tell him, which we hadn't really established. Did we establish already that August was the one that sent him the postcard? I think we did. Because remember in the very first episode, oh, yes, it says yes, welcome yes, to Storybrooke, yeah. and he's like inviting him or whatever to Storybrooke. I, th- I think we established that August was the one that sent that to him. So she's saying August sucks because he tricks Gold into thinking that he's his son and then also knows his son is alive because he had for a while. Yeah. And then knows where he is and doesn't even tell him. We didn't even talk about that part. That is kind of shady and shitty. I mean, to be fair, if he's Pinocchio and he knows the dark one, I don't think he's really owes him anything. No, but... <laughs> Still shitty. If he's supposed to be, like, one of the good, good guys. There's only but... so many of you that know the truth, so, like, why not yeah. confide in each other, you know? Again, that's the thing that would have... That's the one, just like Regina, that's the one trauma that you shouldn't be twisting in that person. Like, that's the reason why they're evil the way that they are. Like, yeah. I don't know. Maybe if you help them with that thing, they won't be evil anymore. Yeah. Like, maybe stop poking that one thing that keeps making them kill people jeez guys uh all right moving on i think i keep henry from neil out of spite towards neil too honestly <laughs> whole, the whole emma doing things out of spite because she's angry really does just make me laugh because i know why they're doing it but this spite spite motivations feel immature to me yeah i'm like there are there are better reasons to do it than just like no i don't want like, right i'm mad <laughs> like uh continuing neil can kick rocks for listening to august as far as i'm concerned but if i were henry i'd legit never speak to her again her i'm assuming being emma i'm not really a fan of secrets being kept from me and that triggers me in books palace sounds like us right now projecting our trauma yes <laughs> our personal tra- i can i can sense the the personal pain i sympathize with it I agree with it because <laughs> I feel the same way. Secrets like that, finding out that someone or multiple people have been talking behind your back and know stuff and you don't makes you feel like a great big giant yep. pile of shit. So I, I totally get that. For example, I despise Dumbledore and Harry Potter. So for me, I got issues with that too. So for me, what Emma did would be pretty unforgivable. Lying about his dad being dead and then continuing to lie once you knew he was out there. Gross. I love that Henry inver- inadvertently made Neil find out. <laughs> I will I will however give Emma credit for not saying I'm sorry but I hate it when people apologize and then add but in as an excuse. <laughs> like I'm sorry but and then the then then the reason why they shouldn't have to be sorry. Yeah. That's not an apology. I appreciate people who just blatantly admit I suck and I was wrong. Yeah. Same. I I feel you I feel your personal pain here pal. I can I can I can feel it. <laughs> And, I, and I'm and I'm right there with you. <laughs> I never thought that Henry called a calling Emma mom was weird, but yeah, now that you mention it, it is he rarely calls her mom and then picks this moment to do it. He only did it because the writing told him to. That one did feel like a little bit of a mechanic, but it's just weird because he did it so many times in a row like that. Yeah, <laughs> and then never and then stopped doing it again. 
It's weird. Uh, I know there's no way for August to know, but he would have taken Neil from Emma. But would he have taken Neil from Emma if he'd known she was pregnant? It's a good question. I know. Uh, or I or mean... if Neil or or if Neil had known Emma was pregnant, either one. Uh, it makes me curious to know if he had screwed up the life of a baby if he had known. Because he figured Emma would do her time and then keep on with her lonely life, not do her time and have a baby in prison. Like, that's even worse. So what would have changed if he'd somehow known that a baby was involved? That's a really great, just like open-ended question that you'll never get answered. We'll never know, but still, <laughs> because, yeah. Because to my knowledge, I don't think they ever go down this road. I don't think they just they just choose not to. I mean, they do go back into August, so maybe there'll be some stuff I don't remember, but I don't remember them ever like addressing this giant whether or issue not he with the yeah. idea that he had all of it all of august's ideas were kind of terrible to be honest right but, and we were so on board with the stranger was like our dude but yeah he's kind of a fuck up yeah i mean he was kind so, of set up for failure at the same time though like you sent a kid through a tree um and was like Had protect little redhead protect this newborn baby in this world that you've never been to so like <laughs> really no the odds were stacked against him but still he's like zero for 500 right now yeah yeah i i am now remembering when we go back uh, you know what i this might be the episode no i'm almost positive this is probably i think this is the episode where we see connect some of the dots of like remember august went away and she oh. left the foster home and then he cut i think the welcome to storybrook is going to start to tie that i because i know i remember there is an episode that does that and i'm this might be the one we'll see um uh i don't understand who henry should be commended for not being mad at neil why should he be mad at neil neil didn't know he existed he doesn't know anything about him. If he, if anything, oh, I don't think he should. No, should I think we were. Neil. I think we were congratulating Neil for stepping up so quickly. Oh, I yeah, I it wasn't about him being mad. It was it was about the fact that Neil could have done. They always write in that like Dad finds out about his son and goes, "I'm not ready to be a dad. I can't do this." Yeah. And runs away every single time. And the fact that they didn't even touch that at all. Neil just stepped into like, let me be this kid's friend first. Like, they, he didn't jump into this, like, scared male, you know, I forget what they call it, the, like, um, like, males not wanting commitment issues, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. I have, I have a kid now. No, I can't do it. <laughs> like, um, if anything, he should be mad at Emma, which he is. Why is it so great that he's not mad at Neil? Yeah, I think that was, I don't think it was that. I don't think Henry should have been mad at Neil. I, I think yeah, I don't more. think that's what we meant. Although, no, I may have said something about like him, like the kid, because that's another thing they write in stories, that the kid would be like, you never tried to find me, you never did anything. Like, even though what she said makes sense, like he didn't even know about him, but the kid would just like hold a grudge because he's just going to be mad at everyone now. Yeah. For like conspiring against him. I don't him. think he would have done that, though. Oh, yeah, it's not him. And the last one says, I am clearly not a forgiving person. <laughs> it's okay, pal. <laughs> I want to give you a hug uh, because I could couldn't forgive Rumple if I was Neil either. We talked a lot about like Neil openly forgiving Rumple quickly when he doesn't yeah. necessarily have to. I mean, I do see Rumple's side and all he sacrificed. But if I went through what Neil did, forget you, Rumple. You know what? And here's the thing: I think that that is a well represented uh, uh, opinion and side of this story. I think there are a lot of people, Paula, who would agree with you. I don't think that's also just be a like, wrong answer either. You know what I mean? Mm-mm. No, I think you'd be well in your right to feel however you need to feel. And I know that there are a lot of people who have been hurt 
in similar ways to this that have probably dealt with things like this where they just go, no, I, I can't because I can't, like I'm still I'm still hurt and I haven't got closure. Or I have like whatever yeah. you know what I mean. What however they processed it that they just couldn't deal with it. Uh, I I certainly have had things in my life that are like that that I just that are just hard to let go of. You know what I mean? And you either and, and again that letting go is a choice. And if you don't have the things in your life you need to make that choice, it's not going to happen. Even even if you want to, you, you're. You can say you forgive someone and deep down you don't. Exactly. <laughs> because you're still holding on to yeah. grudge, you know what I mean? So like if you're not ready, if your body can't do it, your body can't do it, something you can do about it, you know what I mean? So I, I think that's a perfectly reasonable response to it. They just chose to – it's just also a common one to write because it's sexy. It's dramatic. Yeah. It's tense. And I think you know choosing love like that is A, much harder, B, much more rare – and see, not sexy TV. And they did it anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, they they made him just buckle down and like go, you know what? I'm going to move past this. Because that opens up more doors in the storytelling right. to be able to go different ways if he does forgive him. And now we can explore some of them. Even though maybe it's not like hyper-realistic. Especially in that amount of time. I feel like he would have gotten there eventually, but maybe not in the amount of time That's okay. when he saw it. He wouldn't just like flip on a dime and go, you know what? Okay. <laughs> you know, like. I don't need to think about it like that. Yeah. Uh, so those are Paolo's thoughts on uh, Manhattan. That really that was that big episode that we wanted to. Uh, we actually have uh, a second one of those. Uh, Stephanie also wrote in about Manhattan. Um, and for purposes of time, we're just going to kind of talk some some talking points about what Stephanie wrote in. Oh, yes. So, um, so she finished Manhattan. Oh, my God. So amazing. Thank you. So she wanted to provide some insight um, in regards to Henry calling Emma mom. I know it was a hot topic. Um, so <laughs> she explains that um, if you think back, Henry never really calls Regina mom directly to her in season one. He refers to her as my mom in like phrases, but never calls her mom directly. As far as she can remember in the first season, um, she couldn't be wrong. It wasn't a drinking moment. We don't know what our drinking moments are. Let's be real. <laughs> um, and then the first time Henry called. Oh, my God. That means that people are actually watching for drinking moments yeah. and listening for the bell. Oh, my God. I lo- like, I just love the confirmation that my stupid ideas are actually being used. Because <laughs> they're great. Please continue. <laughs> Um, and then the first time I'm like, Henry- hey, I'll make a drinking game and never tell anyone the rules and never follow them. <laughs> and guess what? People are still participating. Apparently. Okay, continue. Um, the first time Henry called Emma mom was midway through season two. Um, it did happen before this episode. Um, so she was excited <laughs> um, because even though Henry and Emma are biologically related, she hasn't been there for him his whole life. She relates to this as a bonus mom because for him to create a bond enough to feel comfortable to call her mom, it's a major yeah, thing for a child. Huge. And I completely agree with that. Even though they're biologically yeah. related, he still needs to accept her because she was not a mother Which figure a, to him. Yeah. And Which is a child's choice. Like, that has to be a thing they're ready for. Yeah, know? and she goes on to explain... Um, my own children who are not bi- biologically hers, but live with her, call her mom by their choice. Um, and she explains, you know, when her oldest started calling her mom versus when the second started calling her mom, it was each at their own paces and she respected it and it brought them closer together. Um, and then she goes into a turning point. So while Emma and Mary Margaret were away in the Enchanted Forest, Henry had no idea if he was ever going to see Emma again, despite having faith they would return. 
You could hear and see as a very talented, he is a very talented young actor, the relief he felt when he saw her emerging from the wishing well. This was a pivotal mm-hmm. turning point in their relationship for that season. Their whole dynamic has changed moving forward. And she's right. Yeah. We noticed that, that as soon as Emma came out of the wishing well. I think we called that out, yeah. Yeah. Um, And then... She explains that children oftentimes try to people please without realizing it. If you notice, he struggles between Emma and mom and won't always use mom directly when talking about Emma, depending on who he's around and in certain situations, which is very true. And it's very realistic because very realistic. Yeah, Kids tiptoe around that kind of stuff all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, He knows Regina is still his mother and he needed to obey her paternal authority. Obviously, this is a major flip-flop after she tried to frame Mary Margaret. All of these things stem from experiencing a lot as a child and having to deal with so much. I think in the scene when Mr. Gold and Henry were speaking and he called Emma by her name, that was one of those moments. I think it was just the way that the script read it. I think I would have been okay mm-hmm, with him mm-hmm. calling her mom. It was just so pointed. It was, yeah, it was it was abrupt. It didn't mom? feel like it, ha- it didn't... And it's like, like the, dead the silent... Yeah. The thing with the well had like momentum and it had purpose and it right it like served a, a function in that moment and this one felt mechanical. It felt performative because he, someone else in the room had to hear him say mom. Right. So, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's it, why it's cuz we knew the mechanics behind it where we knew he yeah. had to say it just to establish the next part. In the story, and line. we're the only one in the room who knows who knows and who doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> so like we're looking at it, going, "Oh, he's gonna call her mom," and then he goes, "Mom," and then Neil goes, "What do you mean, mom?" And it's just like this really like, <laughs> "How old are you, kid?" Like, yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. It's very, I don't know. That's all it is. It's just, it's just the. It's, I think I don't like writing in general that is predictable. And I don't mean that in a vague sense. I mean, specific, like I can say the lines because it's yeah. that, that obvious. Um, you know, obviously you repeat tropes and you repeat, you know, things that happen generally in storytelling. But when it's that projected, it's the, the most exciting kind of writing is stuff that you can't you don't see coming. Yeah. Like how many t- like the reveals and the twists. Those are the most exciting parts right? you can go. Oh, like Emma seeing Neil and, the, you know, him flipping his hood off and you going no yeah neil? And, and then you as the audience can you imagine if you knew neil's face that whole time like you know like right the, well actually the real reveal is when they went into her backstory and we saw this guy and not realizing that who, who she was chasing that everything converged into one thing we didn't know that so when we looked at it and we went Oh shoot! And we connected it. The fact that this that entire scene, you could just go and see, like, okay, I know they have to connect this to that, so they're going to do this thing, and then they do it in front of you. That's boring. Yeah, because you know what's going to happen. So, like, had they done something crazy where, you know, I don't know, some crazy twist where where he was like, "Mom," and then Emma goes, "I have something to tell you. I'm not really your mom." And then it was like, you know, complete. What is? I don't have that sound anymore, do I? I don't have a drama sound. I thought I did. You don't have? Oh no. I have one now. <laughs> it was going to be the like, bum, bum, bum. <laughs> I don't know where it is. Anyway, but you, you see what I'm saying? It's, it's just a projecting yeah. of like what you're going to do before you do it. That just feels a little weird. And this show only trips on that a couple times. It doesn't do it often, but when it does do it, you're always like groan. Yeah, <laughs> <You know? laughs> exactly. 
And then but, Stephanie yeah. finishes up. Uh, she was saying that she is so proud of Henry as he works to navigate through everything he's going through. Dr. Hopper may have gotten his degree from a curse, but he was an adult Henry could talk to and confide in. And that, to me, is why he sometimes mm. seems so beyond his years. He wasn't confiding True. in someone his own age with the childish delusions. He was learning to navigate through real-life problems with child-appropriate adult conversations. Very true. Now that you Love have read that. my novel, I hope you are having a great week. I'm almost officially caught up. Thanks for keeping me company at work. Thank you, Stephanie. Have a great email. Great email. Thank you so much again for this contribution to the Story of Daily Mirror. Both of those conversations about Manhattan, both of those conversations about the mom stuff, like this is the deeper stuff that you don't really get to talk about once the episode is over. Right. You know what I mean? Like, because you watch the TV and then you just have to sit with these thoughts and that's that, this is why we wanted to open up this conversation to other people because these are excellent points, some of which we didn't even really think, that kind of think about. Yeah. Frame it that way. Like, um, so thank you. Thank you both for that. We have one last email. Um, which is about The Queen is Dead, which is the episode after uh, Manhattan from, ne- did we say it was Nell? Nellie? I think Nellie. We'll say Nellie. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. I just yawned. Um, I don't remember. Oh my God, everybody can see you yawn. Yeah. Uh, wait, so we need an Isla yawning sound. This is this goes back to my, my Star Trek podcast. Andy used to start yawning because they work until like two in the morning and then they fit the podcast in. It feels like two in the morning. Right. And uh, apparently every time they do not tape video and every time he did it, Matt would always call him out and he would be like, no one can see us. Why are you telling people like he would get really mad. So then Matt is the one responsible for all of the sound effects. So every time, <laughs> every time Andy yawned, he would play like butterflies and tweeting. So oh my gosh. <laughs> it was hilarious. And then Andy would get mad. <laughs> <laughs> so we need a, we need an Isla yawning sound so that we could play it even during the. That is the extent to which I will make fun of my partner. Thank I, you. That's not really a thing. Because I'm a sleepy human being. That's as bad as it gets. <laughs> uh, I will sleep right because, here on this podcast. Good night. And I, will, I wouldn't blame you, and I would cover for you completely. <laughs> Just the way you cover for me when I shove disgusting it's food fine. into my mouth on video, and you're like, don't worry, I'll cover this entire show on my back right now. Nah. And you did, by the way. Thank you. I'm going to give you a round of applause. Uh, because I appreciate you having my back. Ooh, I don't know what that was. That made a very You popping sound. bottles? Okay. I don't know what that was. I honestly don't know what that was. Okay, that was scary. I have ghosts. Uh, Nelly um, writes, hi, Isla and Mackie. I just finished listening to The Queen is Dead and wants to share a few thoughts with, wanted to share a few thoughts with you. First of all, Isla, I was so happy that you immediately thought of Star Wars when Snow said, you're our only hope. I thought it about it right away, too, and my friend tried to tell me that it wasn't a reference. No, it but absolutely was. I'm not the only one who thinks that way. <laughs> uh, it definitely was. But to get to the actual part, every time I rewatch Once Upon a Time, I have a different opinion about this episode. It was also the first episode where I thought, am I old enough to watch this show? <laughs> I have to say I was only 11 when I saw it for the first time and it was very dark and sad compared to the other shows I watched today. I think it's a great and relatable episode. At least the funeral part was relatable with excellent acting. Finally on the Regina issue. I agree. It wasn't a good episode for her and she is victimizing herself. However, I think Cora should be held most responsible for Regina's actions because Regina is clearly blind to love, not for Henry, but for Cora. That's true. Um, she has been trying to get her mother's love all her life, and she wants 
to believe that Cora will do anything for her to be happy, that she doesn't really believe this is revealed at the end when she starts questioning Cora's intentions. Cora has played a terrible game here because she uses her daughter's love to manipulate and make her do whatever she, Cora, wants. I think it's not about doing good or evil. It's about family. And right now, Cora is the only family Regina has. Well, that's enough for today. See you in the Enchanted Forest. Bye. That's how I read the bye. She wrote bye with one E, but I, I read it like that. Okay. Thank you so much. Very, very true. I love this too, because like she, Tor, Cora got into a position where I think she bit off more than she could chew too early. Yep. She got greedy. She got power hungry. And now she couldn't get out. She did that thing where you told the lie. And now you have to spin a, spin a web of lies for a lifetime she got way to cover too that deep. first one. She got in too deep too early. She had that one little vengeance for for the girl who tripped her in the court and made her embarrassed. And she, you know, spent literally centuries, like generations, because she held and a you grudge know about funny? something stupid. That's the hill she died on. Sure is. Literally. <laughs> literally. <laughs> Literally, Literally she died. That, that was the cause because she was so blind. Which is funny because that's usually a fatal flaw in a, in a villain is that they're so obsessed about their. Oh yeah, all the you know? craziest villains have the worst tunnel vision. You know what I mean? Tunnel that's vision. It. That's exactly what it is. It's tunnel vision, and she. I mean, Cora's Regina the has a bad case for... of tunnel vision as well. Yeah. Look at you placed a whole curse on a whole community for what? Because, for because a one girl... six-year-old accidentally. Got your boyfriend indirectly murdered? <laughs> when you say it like that, it sounds crazy, but I still have more respect for her. She got a loved one directly, like... Regina's like, was at least killed. an emotional reaction. Cora's was just straight up that shit. Cora was literally doing this side eye like, I don't like you, so I'm gonna kill everybody. Cora went like from, I'm Wait, gonna what? murder the king... <laughs> To, I'm going to rip out my heart so I have no feeling whatsoever. Like. Yeah, she's she's off. She's off it. Yeah. She needs to take her meds. Cora. Well, you know what? Ding her. dong. The bitch is dead. So. Mm, true. True, true, true. That's the. Or demo. is she? Just kidding. She's. Dun, we, dun, we watched dun. See, that's where it goes. <laughs> Why don't we have it? <laughs> all right anyway thank you everyone for your submissions to the storybook daily mirror they were so good today ah that will never not be our favorite part of the show so show pre-show time let's talk about the episode uh season two episode 17 welcome to storybook the character backstory is regina and greg I want to say Mendel, even though it could be Mendel. I was gone, everyone. <laughs> I have to say things like that because you can see that now. <laughs> if you're watching on Spotify and you just see me like keep going, but she's gone. And I'm, I'm like Jeff Goldblum in the car in Jurassic Park. And now I am by myself talking to myself. Uh, that, that's chaos. That is directly quoted from Jurassic Park. Uh, I know... <laughs> Everyone, Isla's back. We're all clapping because you're back. Uh, I just performed uh, a scene from Jurassic Park while you were gone. <laughs> was it the raptor part and you were going... <laughs> <laughs> no, but that was a really good raptor scene. I'm going to give you claps for that. Thank again. you. I've been practicing that since I was five. 
That was really good. No, it was the scene when uh, Jeff Goldblum is in the car and everyone walks out and he's just by himself. And I was like, I'm just by myself talking to myself. I was so thirsty and I was like, I already know the title episode. I don't need to hear him tell me what it's called. Bye. I just just forgot people can people can see. So I just people watched me go, don't give a shit and just got up and was like, peace. I I got myself another. Don't tell Harper. I got a Kool-Aid jammer. I stole one of her Kool-Aid jammers. And Kool-Aid then are so good. I got the water. Heck yeah. Yeah, uh, Harper's on a Kool-Aid hygiene. jammer kick. I, she, so I am Hell yeah. the meanest mom on the planet, and I never give my kid juice. She just drinks water and milk. Well, there's nothing juice about what you're drinking right now, so it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's all she drinks is, like, water and milk. It's just and, water And <laughs> um, Bart is the cool dad and let her pick these uh, out. And now she's like, this is, like, crack. She's like, oh my yeah. gosh, can I have a pouch? Can I have a juice pouch? Can I have a juice pouch? I'm like, you're a gremlin. Um, I get We it. need to calm down, baby. And she's like, they're just I so good. I'm like, I know they're good. But now I have to they're drink so them when good. you're sleeping so you don't have too many. So you don't have as many? <laughs> supply, and, supply and demand, boo-boo. Uh, okay, so Regina and Greg, we I was deciding on how to pronounce his name when you were leaving. Mendel, Mendel, who cares? March 17th, 2013 is when this aired. Oh, happy St. Patrick's Day. Oh, and almost my birthday. Next week's is going to be on my birthday. Uh, I'm very excited about that. Written by Ian Goldberg and Andrew, Ch- Andrew Chambliss. Uh dynamic duo we've seen them do a lot of stuff together seems like they mostly do stuff together i think we say that every single time we do david m barrett i feel like david barrett however is a name that i recognize more than the others because i've because the directors are by themselves right so like david m barrett did tallahassee mm-hmm. Which is a great one. David M. Barrett also. Okay, so welcome to Storybrooke. And that was just this one. So what's season one? I know. So is he a season two guy? Nope. A lot of the, the heart di- is a lonely hunter. Oh, I was going to say a lot of the season two directors have been like just from season two. So but yeah, no. So this is this is a so this is a little throwback. So and only three, though. Heart of, heart of Lonely Hunter, Tallahassee and this one. So. Returning director, David M. Barrett, uh, 7.64 million, and now we're starting our decline uh, in the ratings to 7.45 million was this episode. And we'll get into our synopsis. Emma, David, and Mr. Gold must protect Mary Margaret against Regina, who is out for revenge and has made it her mission to kill Mary. Again. Okay, girl, you already failed the first time, but whatever. I know. And Henry, fed up with all the feuding, devises a plan to put an end to magic i guess magic as a whole okay uh meanwhile regina discovers that a father and son have somehow found their way into her allegedly undetectable town as she and the fairy tale characters deal with the effects of the newly cast curse 28 years prior they're talking about a flashback oh so this is amazing amazing closing the loop do you remember in one of the first few episodes that father and son who shows up in the diner no i can't lie to you there's like random stuff in the beginning and we were like yeah we're gonna talk about this like way way later on <laughs> and then a whole season and a half goes by and we didn't talk about it oh. they're gonna go back to this like whole yeah like what so it's basically like the i think it's when the town first got there you know and this guy's camping and it's this whole because because he was the stranger before the stranger watch this is gonna be in the 
Well, here's what you missed on Once Upon a we'll Time. We'll see. Yeah. Well, I, I really hope it is because there. Yeah. Because because this is this is one of the first references that we say in the beginning of season one is a thing that doesn't pay off until later. This is that. This oh, is how okay. Long okay. 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 Because they're doing flashbacks to the 28 years prior. Yeah. You know. So now we're getting to actually see the stuff that we've been theorizing hap- like you know before henry brought oh, this is gonna be flashbacks fun. in the town yeah no this is i if this is what i remember this is one of my favorite episodes so let's talk production notes production notes, production notes are when we talk about behind the scenes features and uh trivia and random observations and things that we just uh see from the wiki that they some rando put on here uh but just little like kind of tidbits that we should be looking out for while we watch the episode the first one is always uh, what is referenced in the title card of the episode. And this one is a tree falling on Kurt's truck. I believe Kurt is that mystery father. Okay. Kurt's the father, I think. Um, So, yeah. We have some observations. Um, This is the first episode to only be set in Storybrooke. Uh, The different color Mm. treatment for the present day scenes and the 1983 flashback scenes was added to help the audience tell the two stories apart. Obviously, they have to do something to change it because nobody aged in 28 yeah, years. Yeah, nobody so. aged. True. How would you tell? Yeah. Wow. I hope it's not like Pleasantville where like in 1983, it's all black and white. Everybody's <laughs> wearing poodle skirts and <laughs> saying, hello, darling, while popping their well, pills before dinner. Yeah. Can so. they have teased hair and like crazy nails? This is some WandaVision <laughs> shit that's about to go down. Oh, like, I love it. That would be crazy. Uh, abandoned ideas. Uh, it looks like the funeral scene inside Regina's vault. They say the funeral scene like we're supposed to know what they're talking about. Uh, it was originally meant to take place out side in the storybook graveyard which didn't that wasn't the first time that happened i thought there was like some fight or something that happened outside of her vault where she and yeah. Emma fought that was supposed to take place inside and it actually took place out so it was the reverse of this hmm. where it was supposed to be an inside thing and actually took place in front of the vault or whatever but that happens all the time they just and uh, honestly in my experience most of the time they wrote it wherever they wrote it. And then when they got on set, the director or writer or somebody goes, you know, this actually would make more now that they see it. They're like, this actually would make more sense if we made this small alteration and then they just relocate it. Cause yeah, for some connecting tissue or so that usually happens like on set. Oh, okay. <laughs> the thing that nobody asked for or cares about, but I just blurred out. Thank you I so much. We needed this fact inside of baseball. All right. Uh, the storybook flashbacks begin a few hours after Pinocchio and Emma arrive in the land without magic in The Stranger, and most likely before the scene with Pinocchio and baby Emma at the group home in the same episode. This scene takes place at an unspecified time <laughs> after the two of them were reprimanded. Oh, no. This is the yeah. longest sentence ever written. Reprimanded <laughs> the foster system, which took place weeks, quotes, after they were found, according to a newspaper article in Emma's case file in True North. Since comma, Billy assures <laughs> their comma. What? Since Billy assures Regina that Kurt Flynn's car will be repaired by the end of the week, and Kurt picks up the truck before the time is up, the flashbacks also take place six years before the Dark Swan. <sighs> Finn. That was a lot of words. So basically, this is trying to explain this weird ass timeline thing, right? So these flashbacks. Are like this, saying that there are a few hours after Pinocchio and Emma arrive in the land without magic is referring to him as a boy and her as an infant. And then before 
uh, the scene when Pinocchio and baby Emma arrive at the group home is just like right after that. So they're saying that the scene that this this scene takes place in an unspecified time after the two of them were remanded to the foster system. So there's a gap in between like freshly new and story like yeah and so and i think they're trying to tell some information about what that gap is and the info where that came from is when they went when they did true north it was in that stupid remember the pause and read in the newspaper article yeah is it like baby found on whatever um and we get to see billy again in that i don't know if you picked that up billy is gus the mechanic the cute one that like likes uh ruby yeah um and that's what I was talking about. Like this is I, this is in that that timeline of like the the car breaks down and they ha- and they're trying to get him out or whatever. And Billy is the one fixing the truck. So like this stuff has already been peppered into our past, right? And now we're just like really solidifying it completely. So this is actually really exciting. Uh, in the flashback story from 1983, Mary Margaret is wearing a Christian cross. It was just a random observation because, as we had previously mentioned, the original concept for Mary Margaret, which is why she's called Mary Margaret, uh, was that she was one of the nuns along with the... Um, the fairies, the blue fairy. The, fa- the fairy nuns, yeah, yeah. That would have been uh, way too they, controversial. But then they turned her into a teacher. But retained from that character thing is she wears a cross around her neck. And then there are two. Which I think she oh, does in yeah. the actual beginning. I'm sorry. Wait, what? Uh, I think she actually does in the. I think we mentioned that in the beginning of season one. Yes. I think I think there's a reference to it. Yeah. And then there are two references to the movie Tron and its sequel Tron Legacy. In this episode, Kurt and Owen's last name is Flynn, a reference to Kevin Flynn and his son Sam. A bench so features an ad for computers with the Encom logo. Okay, I knew about the Flynn thing. The Encom thing is going to blow my mind if I can actually spot that because that's really huge. Okay, for people who are old like me and people who are even older than me because Tron came out before I was born. Um, But Tron is like, the reason I'm so pumped about it, Tron is the first ever full CGI scened movie like that. Ever like computer generated images are because this movie. Oh, really? In this way, yes. So like the famous bike scene of them on those little like the light bikes, and yeah. Stuff that the, that the rides being made from with the rides being made from Tron Legacy, but the original Tron movie was in I think eighty three is when it was released, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and it it was the most they had ever they had used CGI in things before, but that was like the first time it had been an established thing. This is the thing that Steven Spielberg references about Jurassic Park, which is the first time CGI had been used to fully flesh out uh, animals like that. Yeah, he references like you know seeing CGI things, and CGI was used well before that. Like you know stop motion was used sort of, but like computers to really create those generated images because this movie was about video games and computers. So you can get away with the like digital thing. Yeah. It's so important. Like I, my entire business, my entire career has been in visual effects. So like, this is the visual effects mecca movie Tron. So anytime people reference it, I'm like, this is the Bible of all VFX movies. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, obviously his name is Kevin Flynn, the, the, the main character. And then Sam in Tron legacy is Kevin Flynn's son. So having them be Kurt and Owen Flynn is like this nice little nod. But Encom is the company. They were computer programmers. Kevin Flynn was a computer programmer for this company, Encom. So that's like a real nerdy Easter egg to like put that kind of logo stuff on things would would be real, real nerdy. So I want to see if it's like obvious or if it's one of those weird things that's like really buried in something. Yeah. 
Uh, Owen, who I think is the kid, he has a Return of the Jedi sleeping bag. Don't forget, it's 1983, so Return of the Jedi would have been newly That's released. so sick. Uh, he also mentions Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader from the Star Wars movies and makes a reference to lightsabers. So evidently this is a writer's preference because Ian and Andrew were huge Star Wars fans. And because this is set in the 80s, they just kind of put that fandom in there that this kid would obviously be... As like, every kid they was. probably were. Right. They were probably this age yeah. in the 80s. And they were like, this is me. This is what I would be talking about. Uh, so there's a little bit of cut content, apparently, where um, Kurt, the dad, was did a Yoda in, uh, imitation uh, and says, excellent at making lanyard, lanyards you are. Gosh. <laughs> and someone was like, take that out. <laughs> no, thanks. Yeah. To this horrible joke. <laughs> And then wrapping up production notes, uh, we have some hidden details. Regina and Mr. Gold both place a red rose on Cora's coffin. All right, sidebar. We're having a funeral for this bitch. Um, a subtle reference to the latter's identity <laughs> as the Queen of Hearts. In Alice's hey. Adventures in Wonderland, the Queen of Hearts gardeners accidentally planted a white rose tree instead of a red rose. And in order to rectify their mistake, they are painting the white roses red. Um, I love this, like, if you've never seen Alice in Wonderland before, idiots. there's this queen, and she's the queen of <laughs> You're like, okay. But to your point, Mr. Go- it being crazy that Mr. Gold is at the funeral, if there's going to be a funeral for Cora, I can really only see Regina and Mr. Gold showing up. Because yeah. that's yeah, her yeah, mom, yeah. Totally. and at the end of the day, Rumpelstiltskin loved, loved her. Even though he is totally responsible for her death. Yeah, he is. <laughs> but-, but you know what? He's not totally responsible. He is partially responsible. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, those are the only two people that I could see showing up to that quote unquote funeral. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that's our production notes. Production notes. Sweet. Uh, we do have a treat, everyone. So normally this is the part of the show where we talk about uh, the Easter eggs that are put into Once Upon a Time from the creators of lost who created this show sorry the executive producers who created this show um adam kitsis and edward harwood edward kitsis and adam harwood i always do that uh and we call this section what's in the hatch uh so anytime you hear that sound is we will try to see if we can point out these things in the show but the treat that we have is we have multiple hatch stuff yeah this time. wow we've had like one or none for so many weeks but there actually are quite a few yeah so it looks like kurt flynn the father is played by john piper ferguson john piper ferguson played arnie bocklin on lost and i am i remembering who this is right i have no idea yeah he is one of the dudes, so this is mo- really, fu- like, later after all the time travel stuff and where we really start to get into, like, the deep, deep law stuff. Um, uh, Arnie is one of the oceanic guys who uh, who brings Christian's coffin and Eloise is involved in the whole thing. He's, the, he's one of the guys, like, drops it off. He's, like, henchman side guy, but, like... Okay, I see it now. I'm pulling... I just pulled up the... Lostpedia page. Yeah, so so that's like how the coffin got on the plane. Yeah, Eloise went in there and like manipulated things. Yeah, yeah. So so that's just that's a that's kind of a much deeper lost reference because it's not like super lost plotline or anything. Right. It's just like a shared actor. Uh, obviously, the clock tower is frozen at eight fifteen because we're going back to the original. You know, um, 
Storybrooke. So there's going to be 815, October 23rd, 1983. So 23 is one of the numbers. These are all like things that we remember from the beginning of the season one. Uh, As Regina wakes up in the morning, there's a close up of her eyes. That's like a lost thing. Like close, like open. No one else did it. Only lost. They invented it. Literally. Basically. Seriously. And and like for forever, anybody doing that, you can't get away with like doing that and not being like, oh, a lost thing. Yeah. Like you can't, it's not. Uh, and the last one is when Henry is at the wishing well, there's an Apollo bar lying on his backpack. This feels like all of the lost hatch stuff so far just jammed into for one, one episode. For one season into one episode. Like we could have spaced this out. And a lot of it is because we're going back to the beginning and we remember the beginning of season one, there were just like lost references all over the damn place right? because you know, they were trying to establish that and then it kind of tapered off. And since we're going back in time to that, you know, that time we were like, yeah, there was literally stuff everywhere. Like, and we still bring up her, you know, 108 on her door. Yeah. And like that, you know, like that part, you know, being the, the addition of all the numbers together and some, some other stuff too. But, uh, so now we get to watch the episode. Uh, we have some features of our watch party as we do every week. We have a drinking game bell that we have been referring to loosely for this entire time where we play a fake drinking game where sometimes you drink and sometimes you eat snacks and sometimes you do nothing. But, uh, we call them out anyway. Apparently people are watching that now. So (laughs) I know this. So now I'm going to actually start hitting the bell more often. Uh, so we have a sound that we play when I am playing and pausing the episode. Sounds like that. So that you, if you happen to be syncing the episode on your own, perhaps if you are, I don't know, not watching the Spotify video, <laughs> then you can sync the episode because you know when we start and stop. Uh, but I will take this this time to point out several people in the Discord have come to us and said uh, that they're really excited because now they don't have to sync the episode because we are playing the episode in a box underneath us in the video version on Spotify. So perhaps further incentive to watch Spotify. If, if, if you want that visual element of it, that's where it is. Uh, we also have occasionally some need for rewinding because we've talked over things or because we need to like get a closer look and we enlist some help to help us sometimes we just want to bring a new voice on (laughs) sometimes sometimes we just need new this could have been me but we wanted to replace my voice with a familiar friend isla was take it away familiar voice of the pod it's rewind time will smith that sounded just like me right that's what i thought thanks a lot will that was a nickel version of isla uh so if we need to rewind for some reason we will play that sound and then we will rewind the show it's just so that you know that we're going backwards and you don't are not weirded out by hearing things again uh sorry loud noises are happening from outside my door uh so that's it we have one thing that we need to look out for while we watch the episode and that is what the episode title is referencing and this is super creative this week the episode's called welcome to storybrook and if I had a drum roll, I would play. Do you want me to say the line? The sound effect list. Ilo, okay, you ready? You got you got to really channel all of your acting skills here. Just really understand your motivation <gasps> and the reference. <laughs> the, the reference line for the episode, season two, episode seventeen. Welcome to Storybrooke is. Welcome to Storybrooke. Yay! <laughs> 
<laughs> the greatest, we're making fun, but the greatest part of this is we always play a game now where we try and figure out who is the person who delivers the line. And this could be anybody. I think it's Regina, personally. But, because I feel like Regina would be the person. Yeah, I think, it's, I think it's Regina, too. But see, but is it like Regina going, "Welcome to Story Rug," like really sarcastic, or is it like Ruby being really sweet? Yeah, nice? or, or is it, like it Doctor Harper? Doctor, <laughs> oh my god, Dr. I miss Harper. Harper. Is she doctor already? Um, <laughs> it's Doctor Harper. Harper. <laughs> Isla's uh, broken. She it's is Archie. Doctor <laughs> uh, Hopper. It's Archie walking Pongo going, "Welcome to Story that's what oh, it's gonna be. Yeah, street, just like a rainbow. <laughs> when Harper's old enough to listen to these episodes, this is the episode I'm gonna play. <laughs> <laughs> once once upon a time, your mom and I had a podcast, and uh this is the episode you should listen to first. <laughs> Where she loved you so much she couldn't stop saying your name right now. <laughs> Uh, okay, so this is the fun part where now we watch the episode, but you watch us change outfits because we're going to record a separate clip for <laughs> for this. You ready? How are we going to do this? Are, 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 are you going to tape, tape us doing <laughs> Oh my God, can we make a real TikTok? Oh, this? I don't know if I can do that. Hold on. <laughs> this is the dumbest thing we've ever done on this show, by the way. This is ridiculous. Okay. So we are going to uh, take a real-life pause that you will not notice because it will be two seconds for you, but we will come back and start watching the show. That's about as much much vamping as I can give you. <laughs> I was full-on making a TikTok right now. She's, she's just, like, finding sounds. <laughs> my audio is like, being weird making a TikTok right now. no hold on i'm just Guys. gonna play it loud for us so it'll TikTok be on the live. air okay here we go okay got it okay bye <laughs> all right hi friends Hello. we're back we're we're ready to do that. Let's watch the show now. When I say ready, I, I'm just kidding because I clicked the wrong thing. <laughs> <laughs> now we're ready. Okay. We're sort of ready. Yeah. Sure. All right. Welcome to Stork. Maybe. There you go. That's it. A little tighter. Now pull the loops as tight as you can. What is happening? Hey, He's on that. a camping trip. Huh? Who is this? It's a good question. like Luke and lightsabers. Hey. Hey, Star Wars. Here is one for your collection. Your uh, grandpa taught me how to make these when I was your age. You're giving it to me? It's mine now? Is this a... Is this a hot dog? What is that? <laughs> you weren't very good at this when you were my age, were you? <laughs> <laughs> All right, smart guy. Somewhere in here is the Yoda thing, which would have been dumb. Yeah, time to get dinner started. Lost used to do this, where they would they would open the show I with know, some random yeah, people I... you don't care about, but then all of a sudden it like makes perfect sense. 
I love how it's he's, also very eighties. Oh my gosh, is this when they arrive? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I love how he's driving the Pizza Planet truck, <laughs> like and he's wearing like Ford it's like Bronco. very Back to the Future with the puffer jacket. Like. Yeah, true. Also true. I'm just lowering this sound. So they're really so letting you know that we're in the eighties. Oh yes, for all of those listening along, um, they're in the woods. These are two random characters camping in the middle of the woods, and a huge storm just started, and the purple smoke is here. <laughs> the purple smoke monster. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, that was quite the intro. That felt very lost. Did you hear that? Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hatch that. What kind of storm was that? It's a big one. The highway <laughs> should be just over that ridge, and then we'll why didn't you guys go in the right truck? The nearest town. <laughs> what you get for camping in the boonies, I guess. Dad. Look. Whole town just dropped in the middle of nowhere. Just cut oh, off the. That's pretty cool. Gosh. The moment the town got there. We drove through here yesterday. There's nothing here. This is like wild. Someone dropped a town right on top of us. A15. Graham. Wow. Graham. What an entrance, too, man. What an entrance. Like, can I just say how funny it is that they gave us Graham right after Regina lost, like. Probably mm. one of the last people that she loves besides Henry, and you're bringing back. Him, yeah. And you know, it's not really bringing back because this is obviously a flashback, but I just think that it's funny that in a time where Regina is completely broken, we get to see one of the people that kind of helped mm-hmm. her and she did love. I think that's, I feel like that's on purpose. It feels like it's on purpose. I mean, I like it. it yeah, it definitely feels, if it's not on purpose, it feels like at least a good enough nod. You know what I mean? It feels to good. Just, yeah, yeah, it does. And man, like, the, it wasn't just, oh, things are normal. Like, they gave him a proper sitcom entrance. Like, like you bring yes! back a character that supposedly, And it didn't you know, feel forced. Away. It was, oh my gosh, a flashback. And like, t- imagine taking a break right. and being like, yeah, I'll go hang out on the Once Upon a Time set for a day and yeah. you know, show up. This is what that feels like. Oh my god, I I really adore that moment, I gotta be honest. Yeah. <laughs> that was lovely. Thank you, Once Upon a Time writers. Uh, for This is a happy way to open the episode. <laughs> well, here's the thing, too, is at the end of season one, remember they brought him back, and we didn't know he was going to be coming back, and we were like so pumped, because we saw his name, well, we saw it in the, we this one I didn't even know, because... Um, they didn't even have it in the notes because in the other one in the notes you saw that the huntsman was going to have a part in it. Yeah. With this one, I had this was no, a complete I, surprise. But that's but the way they did it with the boots and you're like, oh, it's probably uh, charming or probably like we're used to right. Although now that I think about it, if you watch the show and you have not uh, been reading the wiki and all that other stuff, right? You don't know this is a flashback until just now, and they got to do the flashback <gasps> thing without telling you. Back in 1983 yeah. or whatever, right? I mean, you mm-hmm. can tell he's a little bit old fat. They didn't make him so 80s that it was like, you know, like real, real obvious. He no, but I think been... anybody paying attention would have been like, oh my gosh, you know, 
the puffer vest. I, I, anytime I see one of those vests, I immediately revert back to, did you fall off a ship? Yeah, did you, yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> a lifesaver. <laughs> it cracks me up every time. But, and the truck, it just felt, and his hair style, he has like yeah. that mullet style going on right now. So it's like a nod to the 80s, but it's not in your face leg warmers. But I think this really solidifies, like, oh, like especially doing it that way with the boots and, like, you think it's going to be and charming then saying, somebody else. And then saying, it's like they just dropped a town in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So I think that that's better than putting the text on the bottom that says, yeah. 1983. 30 years ago like, or something. Yeah. yeah. Oh, did, that was an, inc- honestly, that was a really incredible moment. Incredible really opening for an yeah, episode. Yeah. Really, really good. All right, Probably let's... my favorite so I th- far. I think so, too. And we, we always, we kind of pick apart the transition sometimes. We, we I think early in the show, we used to have uh, drinks just for good transitions. <laughs> if the transition was really we good, did. we would take a drink for it. We did with Rumpel. Anytime he would, like, you know, do his little... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello, it's yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. And we'd be yeah. like, where the fuck did you come from, yeah, Rumpel? And this one definitely deserves that for sure. This was perfect John Stamos entrance. Yes, yes. And he even has the this this gravitas of, of Which like, is the highest of awards yes, in my yeah. world. That's the five star for sure. Uh Graham. Happy to Graham. see you. Name's Graham. I'm the sheriff. Oh, I love this. This this my is heart feels warm happening. right now. Yeah, I just feel happy about it. <laughs> Name's Graham. I'm the sheriff. Welcome to Storybook. Welcome to Storybook. Oh, it? there it, it is! It was Graham. We haven't had a good one in so long. <laughs> did you know it was going to be Graham? No. Oh, my God. You did, did show notes this week, so I was really empty on it. Who? I try to like, so usually they'll say who said it. But because the text is so small, even while I'm copying, I will go in. And, I do like, try to like, so I don't. Yeah, so I don't see it. Um, and I, I didn't know. I honestly didn't know. <laughs> we would have never in a million years. Who did guessed we guess? Graham. I mean, it was like three days ago. Who oh no! I think guessed? I said Regina. Regina. I think I, I probably said charming is my guess. Oh my no, god! No, no, because I, no, we knew it was going to be a flashback episode, so I think we both said Regina. Regina. No, we did. We did because she was, it was because she out. runs the town, obviously. Never did we. Oh, we that, knew this was a flashback episode, and we still did not even I entertain the. Didn't, we didn't want to get our hopes up. Why would we get our hopes up? We've been let yeah, down yeah, so yeah. much of by course. all everybody dying. Graham, I mean, this what is the stupidest little tiny detail, but it is the moment that has made me kind of come out of my seat. The most. You know what this feels like? You ran into an old friend at the grocery yeah. store, and you got to hang out for ten minutes in the like fruit aisle, the produce section. Like, wow. Jamie Dornan. Jamie Dornan, everyone. Do you know how loved you are and it's not because of Fifty Shades? <laughs> right. I'm no, well, I'm sure he's got quite the fandom from this, too. <laughs> yeah. this is pretty big. And the um, truck. It's and the right now, truck. yeah, we're looking at the Ford Bronco, orange Ford Bronco with the white racing stripe on the side. Um, I want an old Ford Bronco so bad. I only know that because O.J. Simpson ran away from it in my childhood. It's <laughs> the only reason why I can pick a Ford Bronco out of a lineup. It was major... Yeah, Isla's Homer Simpsoning into the into the bushes because she wasn't alive yet. <laughs> I now know him as this really cringy Twitter person that is like OJ Simpson. 
hey fam, it's OJ here. And yeah. we, know, we know you killed her, so yeah, yeah. you should not have this platform. And then you ran away going like 25 miles an hour on the highway. <laughs> it's ridiculous. All right, anyway. Uh, nice orange Bronco. Uh, also, the Pizza Planet truck is really what it looks like, to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah. You just put a little ding, like a little Pizza Planet rocket on top. That's exactly The rest of this episode could, stuck, could suck, and it's going to be four stars regardless. That's like, true. Because... Minimum, minimum four stars now. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree. That's the base for this episode right Agreed. now. Oh, the tree. Oh, that was kind of a cool um, title card. Yeah, agreed. And that seemed like <gasps> the most oh, oh a lost God. reference. That was yeah, of nineteen eighty three. There we got the text. But yeah, the eyeball opening like that—that that was good. Oh my gosh, is this her? Like, oh my. This is cool. This is the first moments that, yeah, this feels very voyeuristic right now. (laughs) Her, like, in her bedroom. You did do it, Regina. Go go you. I won. So she doesn't even have Henry. No. This is pre-Henry, too, yeah. No, this is... So, I mean, I'm not gonna... It's not a spoiler. We already know she gets Henry. But we are going to now go fill in the gaps between when she got there and when we first met the town, which means... We are going to find out not just how she got him, but what kind of started that whole process in the first place. Mm-hmm. This is a, like peak evil, though, because she has nothing now to live evil. for. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. She's like, what is this frock? She's still stunning. She looks so Yeah. Good. She just woke up. Look at her walking around in this beautiful <laughs> peacoat. <laughs> Good lord, and her perfectly flipped out bottom of the hair. What is this hairstyle called, by the way? Uh, the Karen. It's this is pre-Karen though. Karen, like I know, Karen came but... after that. Isn't that a real thing? Yeah. It's like um, a, some kind of blowout or some kind. I don't know. I cannot believe you put me on the early shift. It's not my fault. You stayed oh. out all night. God, old Ruby. When I put over easy on the menu, I was talking about the eggs. God, Granny with the savage. Also, they literally look like they just threw Amy Winehouse's body in this scene. Like, I get it. I understand they had to do it. And for the record, Megan Ori, as always, has killed the assignment that she was given. But, but we hate it. But the assignment, though. She's wearing stilettos and socks, for God's sakes. What is happening? And a puffy red half jacket. It's like uh, a cropped it's jacket. Like a, yeah, it is a cropped. The, the jacket is shorter than the sleeves. It is giving baby fat to an unimaginable oh, degree. Mercy. Yes, yes. And while I give it to you, those shorts are bomb. And, like, they look great on her. It just feels... But they would look great with, like, a black bodysuit yeah, and a top yeah, hat yeah, yeah, in a yeah, circus, yeah, 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 yeah. not... Well, I was, th- I was getting to the, like, club wear thing, like, you know? Oh, I was going full ringleader, She's but... also wearing, like, motorcycle, like, red motorcycle gloves that, like, they're cool. Like, all these pieces are cool by themselves. I hate the socks, but all these pieces are cool by themselves, but then she's, like, a waitress in a, in a diner, and she's like, you put me on And for all of my she's... 2007 hoes, she has a poof going on right She now. does. She's in... a bump it. It's... Yeah. <laughs> she has a snooky bump it. 
For my show choir babes, uh, we know what we're talking about. For uh, my club hoes, we know what we're talking about. Yeah, For the yeah, Jersey yeah. Shore guidettes, we know what we're talking about. Yeah. Tragic. A tragic loss for rubies uh, everywhere because this is just... Lana Perea, though, looking absolutely stunning in the shot that you passed flawless. on. Uh, yeah. I mean, I love every... I mean, I... I this is a hard assignment to really to really pull and off. I love the sepia tone that we have going on throughout the town right yes now. we talked about because that in it's the a notes, flashback the little the color correction thing because evidently according to the wiki which we have not experienced yet we're going to be flip-flopping between that and present day so it'll be interesting to see how I mean I'm sure they'll just throw some text up because it does say 1983 um also nothing about Regina looks 1983 that's another no. thing that's a little odd that she looks like straight 2002 right now right mm-hmm. like Nobody in the 80s was wearing this hairstyle and this like very mo- like slick modern and clothes. Like nobody in the 80s was wearing what Ruby's wearing right now either. That's, that's not what well, 80s yeah, girls were no, wearing. You're right. Yeah, yeah, and you're right. You're right. That's a that's a much later type of. And if they were, it was after 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. At and the I, club, not. Yeah. Opening, and she's not in like the Walk of Shame. <laughs> The the over easy comment is a walk of shame to the early shift at the diner that she's late. Like what kills me is that these are all fake memories. So like you just like fake had a one night stand with a rando and well, well, one would argue that Granny is saying you were out. Like the translation of her being a werewolf turned into you were out all night, and then the town turned out all night into the sexual innuendo instead of you were out all night being a werewolf. I know, but, but like, like it's still a little bit. She said over easy. That comment was uh, that not for ABC. It was not this? for ABC. Who wrote this? Uh, we talked about that. Ian but it was Goldberg like a week ago. and Andrew Chambliss, <laughs> dudes. Because I was going to say this sounds like a guy wrote that. Mm-hmm. Jane Espenson. We know Jane didn't. Would she put that in Granny's mouth? It is. I am now. What are we on? We're on episode forty right now, right? Yeah. I'm on episode forty. Jane's on a first name basis now. Sorry, girlfriend. Oh, no, Jane. Love Jane, you so much. Jane but... is friend of the show now. A hundred percent. She's a familiar <laughs> friend of the show. <laughs> you may recognize her voice we haven't had yet, but in our minds. But we've heard her voice through text. But we have her voice through like her fingerprint. Beautiful, right? beautiful words. Allegory. And yes, absolutely. No, I agree. Uh, it's just because we paused and, and Ruby's on the like corner of the screen, which can you even see her in the video? video? Yes, I can. Yeah, and yeah. it's making it so much worse. It really this whole thing. That over easy comment was... <laughs> Woof. <laughs> Forgive the, the dog pun, but man. <laughs> All right, let's keep going. We'll never finish if we do it like this. Uh. Morning, Madam Mayor. Good morning, Crick. Dr. Hopper. Like, how do you know Where's that? Day, <laughs> Bitch, did you it's just in your head? Yes, it is. So she wins. She got it all. Mary Margaret. Oh, damn, we gotta go back to Miss Perfect Mary Margaret. My least favorite. Look at how different she looks. They're loyal creatures. This is also an odd nod to the, you know, nod to the original Snow White with the bluebird. Very, very much so. Drink, Disney reference. Bingo. I'm pretty sure that was... We'll pick this up after recess. No Why way. are your eyebrows so dark? Yeah, I think so. I think this is intercut between season one. I have it on good authority because I'm looking at this and how it shot. And 
I want to see if I can pick up on that because there was some of that that I'm like, oh, I feel like maybe they just used old archival footage and, and tried to okay. spice it. TV shows do that sometimes. We'll continue, and if I see it, I'll put, I'll put it down. Okay. It smells. What are you doing? Here? Oh, yeah, it is. It is. See how different this is? This is I can yeah. I can tell you right now that this is com- this is altered in the computer. All right. Really? So, so okay, some effects inside baseball for anybody who likes this weird nerdy crap. So, uh in fact, I'll just rewind just a little bit. You're not going to be able to I know this the screen well, is really small. You see her eyebrows in the tip of her hair, like the her hairline, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll go back one more cuz that shot may be even new. Let me just look at cuz this shot, I remember the way it was shot cuz this is in the season premiere. The series premiere, in fact. This shot mm-hmm. right here, which for those who aren't watching, oh, well, I guess we did mention Spotify video in the, the five days ago when we taped the intro. Um, so so if you're watching on Spotify video, these are going to be a little bit visual cues. So just in case you can't see it, I'll try to describe. But this is the shot where she's holding the bluebird, talking to the kids. This is for them, not us. And she turns around. They're loyal creatures. Right here. This shot, I remember everything about the framing of this shot in this in the series premiere. Oh. Where the bluebird, what, where the box was and everything, and where the window and everything was, right? And I'm looking at her face here, right? This is all, this is not composited. This is a real shot. So this was either reinserted or it was used from the original. I haven't looked to go look at the shot in the original, but I think it is, right? I'm looking at her brow and because we made a big deal about the CG bird because the bird wasn't blue and they had to recolor it and all that stuff. So I was looking yeah. at that. So now we're just continuing on. She's you back in the... Them and they love you. So they're zooming in on her face real tight now. Look at her brows specifically and her hairline. They will always find you. Particularly the, the, the lighting, right? You see? So whenever they light somebody, they always do something, put something called a rim or a hair light, which is a light that comes from behind you. And if you look right here on her, her uh, bangs, that's what that strip of light is. It's coming from mm-hmm. a physical light in the room that's like diagonally shooting, right? It frames the person out from the background if you put a little highlighted stripe there. So I'm looking at that where that stripe is. This is how I could tell. This shot of kids is probably old, we'll old. No running. Right? This shot is probably new, maybe, but I think it might even be old based on her where her hair is, but this could be a different day. If she's coming, I don't remember that. So if she's coming in, this would be an insert because we don't see anybody's face. Now look at this. Look at her hair and her hairline, right? Mm-hmm. And especially that the top of her hair, no rim light because it was digitally darkened. And they'll only be digitally darkening that like that if they inserted her into the shot. The lighting is not quite right. So they huh. actually slapped her into this shot, possibly, where that background is not quite there. You know, like they put... Th- so an insert shot, they can get away with some visual effects there. There's a little bit of fringing on the edge of her sweater and stuff, right? Yeah. But her brows, completely different. They've been shaped that way. You can probably pick up on that, right? They're not as I thick. noticed her eyebrows right away. They're I was like, these dark. are not... Her makeup is different, and her hair shape is completely different. So they either created a wig that acted, tried to match it, or they digitally colored it in post... To make it match closer to what it was. Based how on wild! Shot. Yeah, as soon as I as soon as I saw it, I was like, because mm, I'm going to be looking for if it's a flashback. That means it's things, some things that we have seen before. That bluebird scene was we watched that entire scene happen. Yeah, you know what I mean. So anyway, that's your effects inside baseball. So it's always the edges. That's where you can always tell because they, they can't. Yeah. they can't fake that. So they have to. There's some trickery that they can do to make it not so apparent that the foreground and the background are two different things. And that's a lot what they do is that they darken it so that it goes into the shadow so you can't see it. Mm-hmm. And anything dark in the shot, your your eye is not going to focus on that. Your eye is always going to focus on the, on the brighter things. 
So yep. there's always a little bit, yeah. But that's how. Oh my any, gosh. Anytime you're in the enchanted forest and you see those guys in those big in a big castle room or anything like that, you can always tell that they're in like a little green screen studio and just the, the things that they're touching are real and everything else is extended. And it's always the edges look stupid because they're rim lit and you have light here and the light. I mean, I guess that's with anything burn. that you edit on a video or a picture. It's always the edges that'll call you out when girls, you know, edit their butts. To yep. make them look bigger and you can see the door frame just exactly. completely contorted. So exactly. it'll always call you out. <laughs> Every time we do. Let's see how, how they mix this in. Because, I mean, they did a, a decent job. It's the, the you're not going to And yeah, the people that are, people that are watching it normally don't notice or don't care. We, this is our whole entire thing is to yeah, yeah. watch it and look at all the tiny details. I'm just curious if girls would be like those brows. Because those brows were heavy in the first I mean, episode I know not a thing. Not a thing about editing or anything like I use, you know, my phone. So right. I'm like, girlfriend, eyebrows, not it right now. And it's obviously not, it. not her. It's cosmetology, do, you know, doing this yes. a year and a half later after that first shot with them. This is a very, very hard assignment to do for the whole team. But absolutely. Still good job. Still really good job. It's, and it, it's not, oh, I'm pointing it out because they did a bad job. I'm just pointing it out because sometimes I, I don't know if anyone ever notices that kind of thing. So it's just interesting. So nothing's see. perfect. Yeah, well, yeah, that's no. not. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be to make it effective. No, like it's still it still works. Let's see how the rest of the is. Miss Mills. What are you doing here? Refresh my memory. How long have you been a teacher here? Um, I'm, I'm not sure as long as I can remember. Come with me. Two shots, so that's easy, Why right? Are we in the hospital? Tell me. Yeah, you see how much lighter her features are? The whole thing we kept talking about in season one was how heavy all of her features were, right? Her brows are really yeah. thick. Her makeup was really dark because she was supposed to look kind of, ho- not homely, but she was supposed to look ordinary, right? Like real, yes, just like regular. Plain. And she's so super light and dainty and pretty right now because this is the makeup that that department has been used to doing with her the whole time that it's hard yeah. to go backwards and make her dark and heavy again. Because you yeah. learned how to make it better. So you're not going to go back to bad techniques, right? Or like yeah. w- when you've done it. So look at how like just like there's something very soft. I think even the tone of her skin is a little bit more even and, and light. Yep. And her earrings, everything is like a little bit lighter. <laughs> so she's walking around I'm like, that's not season one snow. <laughs> that's definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think her hair is like a little bit like better, like n- not as like, look at how like nice it is, you know? Why? Who is he? I love it. John Doe. She's just poking around. No one's Making sure everything's right. Yeah. Maybe someday he'll wake up. Maybe someone who loves him will find him. <laughs> I, that's a good performance right there. Nice that little, like, high-pitched voice. But I won't count on it. Oh, okay. Why are you giving yourself away right now? She doesn't care. She doesn't even know. Yeah. Good morning, Mayor. Oh, this is this episode is this is like a like a great clip show where you get to go back to all the things that you loved, you know? Well fitted. Oh, she's still in evil queen mode right now. She's come over later. She can just take whatever she wants. Hey. You like apple pancakes too? Who are you? (laughs) Kids like this are the worst. Whose child is this? Is he yours? Mine. (laughs) Funny. No. Funny how it's Geppetto. I was never so lucky. Oh. He's mine. Hey, you have to excuse him. His manners are a little rough around the edges. I'm, uh, Kurt Flynn. 
Kurt Russell, Kevin Flynn, at your service. He does look like Kurt Russell, though. He sure does. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt your breakfast, but we're uh, looking to rent a hotel room for the night. <laughs> Why would you need a hotel room? The same reason that most people need one. Sex. <laughs> we need a place to sleep. Hookers. <laughs> and your little bed and breakfast in the side of the road. Granny's like, I actually own a bed and breakfast and get no business, so like you would like yeah. to stay. I've never had it. Who the hell are those people? Uh, I don't know. They just showed up. They're camping in the woods near the toll bridge. You mean the troll bridge? I was just as surprised to see them as you. I don't like surprises, Sheriff. I find them threatening. Do you know what happens when I feel threatened? Bad things. Are you going to murder the son and dad? Present day! We got the text. Love this. Suddenly, everything is so much brighter. All right, so so before we, we get into this present day stuff, that feels like the first time it's really vul- particularly vulnerable for Regina, right? Regina has never had a good day in her entire life. But like, did, but didn't <laughs> I that feel convinced. like as the evil queen, she's really like she's very strong she's very like you know oh yeah no she was freaked out she was spooked that felt like a different right like a new is it the surprise like what but like what surprises were happening in the enchanted forest that she would be so like i feel threatened by surprises or is it this specific surprise that's like really messing her up well i think it's because she woke up she realized all right it worked and then she you know checked her boxes where snow's miserable charming's in a coma she's like everything's great i'm gonna go get breakfast at granny's thank you so much Barb brought me lemons oh my god oh hell yeah i need a snack too um so i think she was just completely thrown off because she was like wait no no everything is perfect Mm, these people should not be here thing that's out of place yeah it's just strange that it would be not strange but it was it it was uh, stood out to me that it was so alarming to her that she would be like just bug-eyed and be like pull him to the side and be like no 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 no, make it go away like i I feel like she she has been we had been led to believe that she's a little stronger than that and not as she doesn't show her cards quite as easy although they're they've been flipping back and forth between this cora was always the one to hold it close to the vest and regina was always a little squirrely about the way that she did Mm -hmm. it you know she would always kind of so like is this another example of her like because this is the beginning right of her like giving giving it away because the regina we first met was holding everything she was already seasoned at holding things close to the vest she was good at it so we're she didn't look like she came into town good at it so i guess we'll see her i think she's that. doubting herself in this moment mm-hmm. that's how i pick I, that's is, how i viewed it that's weird for being a like though right that's, did i maybe not do this right, right. or if this is wrong know. are there other things that could be messed up too yes anyway, yeah yeah interesting um you made me jealous and i want a snack break so like two second pause for a snack break okay cool okay rewind a little bit and now we're in present day cool sweet Cool. The mausoleum. To your point, we have a beautiful blue, very vibranty color. I, they, I'm sure they chose the sky and forest. That's blue and green are the easiest things to make really vibrant, right? No. They picked the reddest rose possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to show you the difference in color. So Regina's oh. now crying over Cora's casket. Of course, Rumpel's got to be there. He's well, like, yo. Oh, this is the funeral. I'm sorry. I'm here to bury my mother. So if you've come to gloat, to pay my respects. He loved her too. I don't think Regina noticed that. We I know. Differences. Cora will 
all myself a place in my home. Gross. He's, she's about to find out that he was banging her mom. I know. Such a horrible way to find out. Save your own life. Sadly, desperate times call for desperate measures. Like getting Mary Margaret to trick me into killing my own mother? You oh. may be able to hide behind your dagger, but she can't. Mm. She acts like she's, she's never done anything. For what she did. Okay. <laughs> Even he rolled his eyes just I know. Will cost you the thing you want most. Redemption, yeah. That's Does right. she even know yet? Why don't you just give you know up what? this obsession with vengeance? You About how <laughs> they're like kind of family now. <laughs> oh, the whole curse worth of maybe not. And what did it get you? A gaping hole in your heart. That was your curse, which you cast. Still haven't learned your lesson. Have you? That's what I mean. I he's like school. He's like girlfriend. Let's go back. You can't have everything. Mm-hmm. She wanted power. Ripped out her own heart to get it. You want vengeance? Henry's a price you'll pay. Mm. All magic comes with a price. That's what he means. Never. He's really trying to reason with her right now. I will have my son. Yeah. And I will have my vengeance. I will find a way. <laughs> He's like, I don't care. His face is this is incredible acting. Oh, Look yeah. at him. <laughs> I love he it. just looked to the side. He was like, "Girl, I can't keep up with this." I know. And that mic, those are like little micro movements that actors do. That's a thing that you know. That is the difference between them making millions of dollars doing this and you and I as normal people who could have been given the same script and gone on set and read the lines. That is what an actor brings to the set. He said nothing. Things. In the second part of that conversation, but ev- he said everything and at like, the same time. Ev- but everything was happening like in his, like his face and his body yeah. language, and and like the fact that Rumple has no stake in this, he doesn't care. He's just telling her like, "Hey, she learned that lesson too." I'm just telling at the you. same time though, he is trying to protect Henry because he does have a. Yeah. Now he has like this weird, not weird. He has like this paternal feeling towards Henry because he knows that they're family. I think. So he's, like, trying to protect his heart at the same time. I think so, too, yeah. And I think... Because he has no stake in this now, you know? like yeah. he, And like he said, at the end when she just kept on going, I will have my son, I will have it. He was like, you know what? All right. Good luck. And you just kind of walked away. He was like, I, did, I tried. And I, I like that Rumple is not... Unlike the evil queen who's kind of blindly raging evil, right? Rumple is such an interesting antagonist as not blindly evil if you really think well we about said it, it. he's he has the people. dagger he's yeah the dark one is its and own she thing. just said it you're you can hide behind your dagger i don't think yeah. rumple's evil yeah he does do sometimes evil things or yeah. bad things but i i would say he does bad things i wouldn't consider them evil because the motivation behind them even though they end up being bad yes. are not just for fun or torturing or vengeance or revenge you know well there's a little bit of vengeance and revenge in like the mila stuff but that was very personal to him it, i don't know it just and we honestly seem... we honestly support that vengeance oh no mila can that was it. yeah she's awful yeah the, <laughs> let's be honest here <laughs> the murder mila tour we're on board with we yeah, group yeah, yeah. that one um but everything else i think that that's a perfect way to describe it he does bad things. He's not evil. Yeah, I think evil has a little bit, a little bit of something behind it. You know, Cora, like, the like, most evil that has ever been. Is it evil to have Jiminy's 
or Geppetto's parents turned into puppets. That's, that was kind of really as dark. It was sinister. Those people died. But at the same time, the overarching part of that entire thing is he's moving things along to get to the place he needs to get to, which is really as always been to get back to his son. And, and yes, would he have done it if he wasn't the dark one? That's the other. Would he, would he have done it if he wasn't dark one? And would he have done it if he had his son the whole time? What kind yeah. of dark one would he have been had his... If he got to keep back. If he didn't have that thing to blind him the whole time. You know, there's like a lot of things in there. And you would think, what kind of person would Regina have been if Daniel hadn't died? It's the same thing you can do to Regina. But somehow Regina, because I think she snapped so young. When Daniel died, she was 16, 17, right? Mm-hmm. And I think she's actually stayed in that teenage immature mindset. This entire time, even it stunted for now. her. It's it. it just, yeah. she got locked in that place where she's just been chasing that the whole time and can never get away from it. Whereas I don't think that that there was no that it wasn't that locking moment for Rumple. He lost his son and then he was trying to get him back. But I don't think there was something that traumatized him so bad that it like snapped him into a new person. The dark one made him a new person, not some evil you know thing behind him. Yeah. So, I mean, it really is two sides of the same coin. But for some reason, I give Rumple a little bit more of a pass than Regina. Yep. Who is just Same. kind of flailing at this point. And and Rumpel also, even when trying to get his son, is still still has his wits about him. That's how I know it's not blind, insane, unbridled yes. vengeance. Is he's do, oh, doing things calculated and strategic. It's not just I'll do anything to make it happen. It's no, it has to be a course of action. Regina's not doing a course. She's just like, I want her to die. I want her to die. I don't care how. I don't care. Like it's very and we Unhinged. can sympathize with losing your mother and mourning, you know, yeah. your mom dying and being angry at the way that she died and who did it and stuff. But Regina, you were also like struggling with who your mom was right before she died and how true, you know, Very. are we really, I don't know. She, she needs therapy. We need, uh, Regina this. needs to go see somebody professional, not Archie. Love him so much, but there's well, only so much we can do with yeah, the yeah. situation at hand. Um, Someone, he's, yeah. he's uh, that's, that's what is that called? A conflict of interest. <laughs> yeah, say. not, not particularly qualified for this specific. Yeah. Even if he was uh, qualified, it would still be a conflict of interest because he would have a personal stake in it. Yeah. Because she tortured him. <laughs> but anyway, uh, uh, where are we? Let's see, where we, where we come back to here. Are we still present day, I think? The loft. In the loft. I need a bite. Snow it is present is day because Charming is walking around and not in a coma. <laughs> right. Sick. Right. What's wrong with her? She's sick. You guys are lying to me, aren't you? Are you, are you okay? You are. <laughs> did, you, did your house fall down? Just like you about my <laughs> Is everything all right? I'm just... <laughs> she's, she's checking everyone to make sure that everything is okay. <laughs> It sounded like a wall fed down. Everything is okay, everyone. All we could just hear was whatever that was. Uh, and then I made a bit out of it. Okay. Well, we're, we'll get back to it. My dad. All right. Uh, Henry just threw some mad Hold on. Shit. Yeah, wait. We're mad. We're mad. Why are we mad? Nothing. She's just a little... What's wrong sick. with her? Nothing. She's sick. You guys are lying to me, aren't you? No one's yes. lying. That's... You are. Just like you did about my dad. Okay. Fair. Yes, also fair. Charming's like, should I get involved? Don't lie. Emma. He deserves to know. No, he doesn't. I, he's 10. I don't agree with this. Thinking, well, he's a different kind of 10, though. Death. I don't agree with this, though. <laughs> Telling them his grandma killed her? That's why she's so upset. They've all got to deal with this. No, 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 she shouldn't. 
She was trying to protect us. She's also laying right there. Like, in the same room. (laughs) She can hear everything. Get out. I think you're going to want to hear what I have to say. He is... Okay. What are you talking about? Listen... This man we have is not a lot of issues going anything. on right now. No, but he's like he walks in the room <laughs> knowing that they all have leverage against him to hate him, and he's like, doesn't give two shits. He's like, Yeah, you're gonna still want to hear this. Like that I wanna know how he bottled this confidence, because I need to drink it every day. I need this confidence in my life. That you he can okay. just walk in. We know where it comes from. Oh, that's you well, need he's the not the dark one right now. We've already established the dark one shit doesn't work right now. The dark one specifically. Like he still has magic, but he's not like the like the dagger doesn't work. No, it does work now because he's um, back in Storybrook. But I don't didn't we? So when when we I'm not that it doesn't work. We've established that, that he can still be controlled by the dagger, but that the, the thing that makes him the dark one, the weird, giggly, impy rumple. Oh, yes. But I mean, I still think land. I think that's like stuck in him. That confidence like locked in just because he had that even during so the curse. Yeah, maybe you're right. That, that, that makes sense. It's just man. He just rolls into a room that most hated guy in the room and still ha- he has no because if he really reverted back to pre dark one when he came to Storybrooke, he would have been a loser. Yeah, no, I don't think he wouldn't have been the landlord of one. the I town. I just was wondering if like like he's not t- like this is him. I think this is this is the Mister Gold that was left over. Now that the Dark One doesn't have this like chained hold on him. I don't think it's pre Dark One. I think it's I think it's learned Dark confidence one. from or the learned, Dark One. Yeah, yeah, learned confidence. Yeah, but man, he walks in a room dead wrong and doesn't still, give a like, shit. I still have anybody could be in that room. Yeah, it's it makes you. To, this is why I love Roman so listen so much because to me, he has all of the attributes of a hero on a bad guy, and that's unusual. You know what I mean? That's you know the when best. the good guy, like like Neo from the Matrix, the guy from the Transporter, like like the Rock and Vin Diesel in in Fast and the Furious, can walk in a room, twenty guys, looks like he's he's overwhelmed, and obviously be the overwhelming winner of the room. Rumple walks in with the confidence of Superman as the bad guy, and that that's not a thing in storytelling. Usually, the bad guy always has some weak spot you're trying to hit, right? He just comes Rumpel? in and he's like, I have all the cards. Ha ha. <laughs> okay, love Mr. That. Gold is Chuck Bass. Sure. I buy This that. is Chuck Bass's personality. Just that, that, your chest out, just like, oh man. I don't know why I'm idolizing him like that, because he's a, he is a bad And like, guy. Charming is about to throw him through the doorway. Of course. He's the reason why, the one thing Charming didn't want, to, to basically curse Mary Margaret, you know? And he is the one responsible for tricking her into doing it. I would have just punched. I wouldn't have said any words. I just punched him right in the face, right, right in the doorway. <laughs> but you know, like I don't know. I really like it. The tension for a soap opera. This is the soap opera stuff coming in. The drama and the tension here. Well, chef's kiss. I love it. Regina, she's planning to strike back against him. <laughs> I love how he doesn't. Why is he telling them? No, she didn't say. No, you don't get to come in here because he does care about Henry. Man. You're going to figure this mm. out, and you're going to help us. And why should I? You just tried to come out, charming. Now, Mary Margaret saved your life. That's a decent leverage. She's listening. And you always pay your debts, don't you? Good, good reasoning. Good reasoning. Ooh, we're back in the past. Transition sound, though. Yes. Hauntingly ghosty. uh, Very lost. Like you're in my seat. Sorry, Ms. Mills. Mills. Mayor. Mills. I always sit in that seat. You sat in it once. Yesterday. (laughs) 
I love that he taught this kid to like stand up for himself. I um, I just spoke with our mechanic. He assured me that your car will be repaired by the end of the week. But then again, he was a mouse two days ago, so it might take longer. <laughs> he told me it would take at least two weeks just to get the parts. Well, things tend to get done quickly when the mayor asks for them. And I'd hate to keep you from getting home to... New Jersey, home of the boss. <laughs> it's the 80s. A good pass for that. Thank you, your mayorness. Home of the what? Mayor. The boss. Whatever. We really appreciate it. Bruce Springsteen. The cake boss? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Oh, children. He's giving her his weird hot dog thing. It's a gift for letting me sit in your seat. His family heirloom. <laughs> Great. Kids just change the dynamic of scenes. And man. this is where she realizes. Yep. She's missing something. Eye opening again. Oh my gosh, again. A scene with. Oh, Graham is in the bed. That is uncomfortable. I still hate that. Imagine people who started this show in season two. Ooh. Can I tell you something? Anybody. Did anybody watch Pushing Daisies out there? Because if you did... No, I saw the commercials for it, but I never did. This know. entire thing gave me very Pushing Daisies vibe. And when I say that, I mean ABC's crew shoots in a very specific way. If you notice everything, the... the Not the Desperate House... What was the thing with Terry Hatcher? Um, no, Desperate Housewives. Not real. <laughs> Desperate Housewives. was oh, a real drama okay, show. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. so Desperate Housewives, Pushing Daisies, this. There's a few other ABC shows. Uh, the, uh, there was a show that I, I actually worked on for a little while called Cupid uh, with Bobby Cannavale. He, he's like Cupid who came, who like fell out of being Cupid and he now he's immortal. So he has to prove to everyone that okay. he has those powers again. And they're all shot like this. The crews shoot everything on the lot very, very similar. And that moment just now with that little harp in the background and pushing into the window and her smiling like those that's just abc's fingerprint they just all do it it's just it's just something and it's hard to explain what specifically it is because it's not the first people to ever do a pushing dolly shot on on a character before but there's a little bit of an essence of the way that it is that it's always a little bit light even when it's drama it's not young and the restless right it's not like really heavy and weird uh i think uh what um uh, jane the virgin I think is also ABC. It's they're all kind of that. There's a little bit of levity somehow in it, the way that the shots are done, and that's why I say yes. those directors come in and they're not really directing the way that a film director does. There's still a template that they have to follow, even though there's nuances inside it. And so that fingerprint, no matter who's directing, will always be there. Right. And this entire episode of this flashback of this kind of Stepford Wife Pleasantville thing of like the town is perfect exactly the way I want it is it's it's giving that very like ABC classic filming style yep. pushing daisies specifically if you haven't watched pushing daisies by the way fantastic show got canceled way too early and it's about a guy who has this power i don't remember how he got it to um bring people back to life if he touches them but if he touches them again then they die forever ever um oh, so he's like working with this detective and they find dead bodies and he touches them and brings them back to life to get like their last words of like who killed them so it's like a detective show sort of but he runs a pastry shop or a dessert shop or something and his girlfriend and it's very like fantasy fairy tale type of style i was gonna say i zombie yes exactly style exactly and he his girlfriend dies for i forget what reason also this is a long time ago and then he brings her back to life and so they can never 
physically touch again or else yeah yeah. so they can't hug or kiss or do it so they're so she's just alive and and if ever he touches her then she dies for real and it's really sad so uh so it's about them being in love and not being able to touch and and this detective thing in the background pushing daisies that's him you know with with dead people so every detective show ever has some weird yeah like backline it's it's just a really pretty i mean that's what i zombie is she's a zombie and she'll eat the brains of the dead people to um get their memories and stuff right so she can solve the murder and it, i talk about zombie a lot because it is one of my favorite shows and it was i gotta go back so, and watch it i've only it was seen so like, underrated episodes. yeah and so it was you, again it they allowed them to finish their last season so they could end it on a right note and it was all right perfect. so here's what we'll do i'll finish lucifer and then you watch pushing daisies and i'll watch i zombie and we can like meet in the middle Okay, perfect. I think iZombie is longer than Pushing Days. I think Pushing Days is only one or two seasons. But iZombie is, it's a full show, but it's on Netflix. I mean, I have so much TV to watch now. <laughs> and I want to rewatch You also so. have to watch Gossip Girl. And Gossip Girl and Sex in the City. <laughs> Gossip Girl is really important. And I really think that I'm going to end up having to do a podcast about it because I just feel so strongly about it. Well, this is but. why I wanted to finish Lucifer first because that's the. That's I need more a recent. CW. That's what I need. I need a CW podcast. I mean, we can do that. <laughs> I'm just saying, for future reference, put a pen in it. I got. We'll put a pen. We'll put it on the board, and we'll because I there's plenty of. By the way, Buffy, Angel, all pre CW, they're WB shows before CW was a thing, but still, all of that same, is also included. Same network, but Buffy and Angel are also in the same thing. So we got we got a lot. We got basically 15 years of podcasting ahead of us to do. <laughs> we have so many shows that are like two or three years each, and Lost, and <laughs> two or three years. Or almost 10 for some of them. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because the shows are so long. Yeah, that's true. Oof. All right. We're going to keep going <laughs> before we get distracted. <laughs> See, and that was so stupid of Regina. She has to smile this whole episode. It's so weird. Yeah. That was stupid of her. There was another way that she could have gotten oh, the John she Doe thing them because right away. she, yeah. yeah, she like put a little. She put her on. She put him on the radar. Thing in her head. Yeah, yeah. that said, go visit this poor John Doe. He has no family. There's an unnecessary accent in that. Um... Ooh, hold on, hold on. Ah, it's rewind time. What is going on here? I hate just harping on on Red's outfits, but they're the most kind of outlandish. I don't. Okay, the makeup is insane, and it's very, and the whole hair and everything is very emo house. But this, I hate that this is the diner outfit that she's coming to work in this. But this outfit, I don't, I don't, I don't hate it. First of all, it's not slutty. It's just, it's just loud, right? It's just like, it's not like a weird. It's not something you know. This feels more 80s than what she wore yesterday. It de- well, first of all, her hair is crimped, which I didn't notice before. <laughs> her hair all the way down the but, side is crimped. Uh, and she's got, like, feathers and stuff in her hair. She's got, like, crazy giant dark raccoon, like, eyeshadow, which is also very 80s. So this looks like she went, she came out of the 80s club to go to work. I do believe yeah. that. But again, she's wearing gloves. They're, like, rhinestoned at the wrist. She's got these, like, cool, like, belt thing going on. It's a red jumpsuit all the way up. I actually, you know what? I actually like this outfit. I'm just, I, I'm annoyed at this. I hate, I don't want to go backwards on Ruby. I'm not uh, but it's just, I mean, it. it's, it's just 
just the flashback <laughs> and I yeah. know to revisiting. I mean, the nostalgia of the whole thing I, I enjoy, including this because we remember where we came from and we know that we're not going to stay there. Yeah. So at least it's not that bad. But the first outfit is like the iconic like Ruby, original Ruby outfit, which is the short either skirt or shorts and like crop top and very right, yeah. long and the, the heels with socks intentionally makes it feel juvenile which feels dirty to me it feels really mm-hmm. like skeevy that she looks like a schoolgirl, even though she's like super tall and looks like a supermodel <laughs> but you know what i mean like putting i'm pretty sure they have little frilly things at the top like it looked like, a, like yeah. a little girl's thing and i'm just like i understand you're trying to do the like that is the point of the little red riding hood story that no americans are taught for good reason because <laughs> we can't handle that that's not a thing our kids i don't want to do it process. now yeah um but i understand that that's what the illusion is to it's just maybe maybe that's why we aren't taught it because like even now we're just like it's terrible like it just it, like it makes our skin crawl and it's not i don't know it's not their fault it's not even the writer's fault it is a good allusion to a story that's weird that's the story right. original story that is the problem not their you know they're just going back into like literary history but i this yep. outfit i kind of dig this one as soon as i saw it i was All like right. oh it's pretty bang good morning madam mayor beautiful day isn't it? i just hate that she's like standing out front even like a street walker like she's, her hand on her i know and she's just like oh, mayor, I'm so sorry. the record scratch <laughs> watch where you're going next time Kenny's doing such a good job at this. I, I gotta say, acting wise, yeah, man, killing it. Eye opening. Oh, I love the again. Doing, so there was an episode of Lost where it was that. we're Groundhog Day. They this. just kept yeah, and and they did it with I I don't know if it was Jack, but they did it with a couple characters. And this is this feels like Michael Giacchino. This sounds like Lost. The music. Yeah, this is all very... This is a whole Lost episode. I think they just took the Lost recap episode and made it this. <laughs> She's it's bored. A, it's the same formula. So we're watching her literally see that. So now they're gone, right? They must be gone? Um, that boy and the dad? I or get, not yet? I don't know. I don't think so. We yet. don't know yet. But like... Again. Whatever. Moving on. Yeah, so it is. It is. See, it's literally so they put it in. I am so sorry. I ran into you. Why aren't you apologizing? No, I should have been looking where I was going. You're not even going to fight back. Yeah, she's so bored. She's over it. Yeah, she's over it. Why would I do that? This is really interesting. I really like this. It gives you context as to why she needed a son. Not needed, but you know what I yeah, mean? Like, yeah. she really but felt like she was missing something. Somebody to love. Even if it wasn't a kid. I'm not happy. Wait, I'm going to have a problem with this. This town. This isn't the deal we made. I'm sorry. I don't know what you're talking about. All right. Huh? You don't, do you? Yes, thank God. Okay, I was okay. going to say, he does not get his memory back until they say the word Tilly, Emma. Emma. Mm-hmm. And that's not happening for another 30 years, so he better not... I was going to say, they better not take that back and have him be like, what do you want? Wait. You, you got everything you wanted. But, oh, I thought I saw a cool Easter egg, but I didn't. I thought the lampshade had, like, a Cinderella carriage in the oh, design. I'm no, no, just, no. I'm just Disney happy. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But I would now I she would, is going to treat him like uh, Dr. Harper. Hop Harper. She's going to treat him like Dr. Harper. She's going <laughs> to. What did you say last spew. recording? You used to keep saying, oh, it was Hopper again. Every time you say Hopper. You Listen, I just love Harper. me, kid, okay? <laughs> Uh, Dr. Harper Jane. Um, the back there is a lighthouse, which I think is important. Although the lost crazy person in me wants to say that's the lighthouse from Lost, but let's move on. Um, I would bet money that that ship behind him is the Jolly Roger. Yep. Right. And somewhere in here is going to be the magic lamp. That's not actually the magic lamp from the lamp episode, but because they swapped it out. Mm -hmm. So I'm actually looking around a little bit of his knickknacks. I was supposed to be happy here. Oh, forgive me, but I'm... There it is, right there. You see it behind her? You're the man. Yep. It's behind Regina. You're the most powerful woman in the town. Right there. Yep. Yeah. What is this Ding. Everyone in this town does exactly what I want them to. <laughs> That's a problem. Well, they do it because they have to, not because they want to. It's what did you think? Real. I'm sorry, what exactly is it you want? Nothing you can give me. Okay. Logistical Hello, question Kurt? here. Yeah. Mayor Mills. Yeah, Kurt's still here. Yes. We know she's sleeping with Grim. <laughs> I, I mean... We do, yes. I don't think anyone else does in the town. I doubt. Is there something... Should you go to a doctor? Like, can't you just... Oh, you mean like... Well... At some point, we don't know where this point is. She puts his heart in the vault and controls him. So here's the interesting part: is we think the curse offered her up a partner, like the hot guy in town who she can sleep with her, right? Like well, no, she controls. She controlled him back in the Enchanted Forest as well. That was oh, she already had his heart. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Um, remember when she made him like a weird sex slave? So like, why not make him like a weird sex slave dad? Uh, Are we like shedding light on infertility here? I think or? They, no, I'm trying to think back, and I think that they do talk about that. Okay. And I, I'm and just I, saying, like logistically, and because the, you know it's common, people have issues trying to you know conceive children and stuff like but that. But, but like, they would have to give us a reason why to do that instead of have. If you already have a guy, why not? Yeah. Yeah. And I, they could say something like, she doesn't actually want to be pregnant. She just wants the kid. They could say that the curse yeah, thing I, with, him, just, with him having a heart, his heart out. Or you that, genuinely like care about adoption and you want to like help a child out. That's that, great. Because well, some people, you know, genuinely do want to adopt. I don't think that no, that's Regina it's, it's, no, because no, it, she's evil. It's a but thing. No, it's a thing. There was a reason. because There has be, to be something. Because there's a lot of hoops to jump honestly, through to get to. Honestly, we still have 26 minutes left in this episode. I'm pretty sure it, it comes out in this episode. Okay. I'm, pre I'm pretty sure. If I'm not okay. mistaken. Good, you're still here. I would love to see Owen before you leave. Would you like to come over for dinner? This is right? super. Everything about that is super weird. Not creepy at all. Not even a little bit. I, I've right. been mean to you this whole time, but I, I, hi, Kurt. Can I just see your son? Oh yeah, you can come too. Wait, what? <laughs> now we're back in present day. Okay. She's just going through all the vault stuff. Looking for what? Locket? A locket of... Wow, Regina and Cora. Okay, so we have all a right. breakdown. I mean, She's just ripping up her That's vault, fine. Like These are stages of grief. I get that. She's trying to find something. We don't know what it is yet. 
It's a receipt from Look, CVS. Looks like a <laughs> looks like an incantation of some kind. Some kind of. She's gonna try to bring Cora back to life. Thank you, mommy. It was weird. Okay. <laughs> Hate it. Could have said mom, but that's all right. So we don't know what the hell that thing was, or what it did. But well, it appears we just missed our dear queen. What is this? Guess we're about to find out. <laughs> that Cora's belongings. Looks like Regina is planning to use one of her spells on Mary Margaret. Yes, we we, we know. Thank that you. Part so far, we gathered. Please continue. <laughs> Normally it's garlic powder and paprika, it's but same difference. <laughs> what the hell does that do? Curse of the empty hearted. Doesn't that break magic laws? You can't bring someone back to life. You can't force someone to love you. Aladdin. She's talking it's it out, and honestly, I'm okay with that. No, I just like that it was the rules that Aladdin told us. Love as Regina appears to be. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can't wish for more wishes. <laughs> like, that's how I would realistically try to yeah, yeah. make sense of it if, the, if I, mean, I was Emma yeah. right now. I'd be like, hold on. I watched Aladdin in 1997, and he said that you actually yeah. cannot do this. I mean, she's at least trying to... Uh, for the lack of a better and phrase, she's not play really, along. She's you know? really not being rude about it either. She's like, no, no, no. no. no she's not. She's and like, these are rules. Sometimes she is, and sometimes Emma is, and right now she's not doing that. And this is what I'm saying. This is what I wish she did at the beginning of the season. And like, like Jennifer oh, Morrison like, is... Fee, 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 Jennifer Morrison is clearly capable. Um, the script so. is she clearly also, capable. She also looks stunning right now. Let's just... Her, if there was one celebrity's hair, and believe me, they all look perfect... Jennifer Morrison's is who I would want. It has never I, looked out of place. I'm saying that I'm not trying to flex, but I am 100% trying to flex. This is what Taryn's here. I know. <laughs> and I tell Taryn that. And every time she's like, she's like, it's dad. I'm like, Taryn, yeah, shut the yeah. fuck she's up, like, bitch. It's not I'm like, full enough. I wish it was fuller. Like, what? You have? Like, I roll my eyes at because I say that every single time I see her. I'm like, I just want to. This is what it looks like. You could put Taryn's face on her and it's just exactly like... No, you are... I completely, as a friend of Taryn's, as somebody who has gripped her hair, I Oh my god, she's here right now. We're talking about how how, how your hair looks like this. Stunning. Absolute queen. (laughs) This is true. (laughs) This is true. Are you okay? Uh, Yeah. uh, Erica got in a car accident and... Oh my god. Okay. Oh my god. Is she in the hospital? Who's Erica? Uh, I'll tell you later. Holy shit. She's a friend of ours from Disney. Is she okay? I think it might just be one. The other one is like a one what is she losing a limb no she she fractured her ankle i need to stop eavesdropping on this conversation right now oh my god she loses her leg (laughs) she can't fully hear you because the mic is really low uh no she she got into a car accident she hit a tree and totaled her car and fractured her ankle it was so foggy on my way home from a gig i swerved for an animal and i lost control of my car the girl's gonna kill herself fuck she should this is like the fourth car accident she's been in she should have said she hit the animal Oh, she, I was like, she said she should have said she hit the animal. 
No, but there would have been very clear evidence she hit a tree. No, but if you car. hit the animal first, it's oh, a comprehensive really? claim and not a single vehicle Oops. She wouldn't know that because I definitely didn't know this that. This is why you call me. This is why you call me anytime. Oh, call, call me from Fred. the side of the road. I call you Fred. Hi, boo. You, you were my first call before anyone. I know. I mean, <laughs> and it helped. Uh, where were we? We were talking about her hair being amazing. But also, yes, you're right. Emma is capable. Uh, the script is capable. The direction is capable. I, I just, I don't think it was clear back then mm-hmm. that that was the road we should take. So they tried something. In my opinion, it didn't work. On set, they may have been like, yeah, this makes sense. In my opinion, after the fact, 10 years later, I'm like, I don't love that. But now we're in a place where she is, has the same opportunity to do that same type of thing. And she's not doing it. And I'm like, yes, thank you, whoever made that choice. Maybe it was I Jennifer Morrison didn't feel it was appropriate in this in this spot. Yep. But I genuinely think this this feels like the thing I was missing before. Uh, so we went back just a little bit. So doesn't this break magic laws, which is also something we need. We need to know this as the audience. Yes. Like, where do the lines fall? And they're always blurred. Okay. Laws, you can't bring someone back to life. You can't force someone to love you. Yeah, but this particular spell can make someone think that they love you. Okay. And Interesting. If you're as desperate for love as Regina appears to be, you might just believe it. She's going to use it on me, isn't she? Hey, buddy. Which sucks, because he does love her. He's just mad at her. Right. Emma, you said you were going to be honest with me. Now, why is Regina using this curse? Because it's the only way she can get everything she wants. That she can get you. But if all she wants is me... Your mother is a complicated woman. She wants your love, of course, but she also wants vengeance on Mary Margaret. He's being like a great. Her eyes are wide open. She's like ten feet away. Guys, she's not in a coma. (laughs) This is so weird. I wish she was just sleeping. To do anything. On the contrary, I believe warning you fulfills my debt. Not even close. This is my wife's life we're talking about. Not to mention your grandson. Chicken. Yeah, she can have costs. Nice. Well, this is a blood feud, dearie. One that goes back a very, very long time. The only way you can end a blood feud is by the spilling of more blood. That is the only way I know to eliminate your Regina problem. By what? Killing her? Is there no other option? I'm afraid not. Stop! Hold on, can we pause? Listen to yourselves. Yes, Henry. Stick up for yourself, baby girl. Not baby girl, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Little baby girl. Do you uh, do you have an opinion on him like forcing himself into the adult conversation and then letting him do it? I really think that they pick and choose, and I don't think that they do a good job with. Because he's about to be the voice of reason, and I think that's why they did it, so that I he know, could be like but... he could be the only one going. No, this this can't be it. You know, I don't know. Like, like five, like uh, ten minutes ago on the show, which was like maybe a couple hours ago in their time, they were like. Henry, your your grandma killed your, you know, other grandma. Sorry. <laughs> and now they're like, Henry, go back upstairs, girl, baby. We love you so much, but you cannot hear that Mr. Gold is talking about how they're going to put a yeah. spell on you, even though you've already been poisoned by an apple turnover. Kid mm, has gone true. through enough. Almost like, died. you're picking and choosing weird things to, like, be like, I'm a of parent. Course, and then again... I'm going to stick up for myself in this situation where everybody was like, it wasn't weird that Henry called Emma mom in that moment. Yes, it was. And point proven, he just did it again. Emma, 
why do I have to, to do say, this? And then he goes, Regina. Like, you're... This, you, no. Because listen, listen to his next line. Talking about killing my mom. See? <laughs> he literally did it again. My mom! <laughs> the, the writing does seem to flip flop. M-O-M, she is my mom. Did you know that? Do you want to see my adoption certificate? Like, I mean, uh, I guess... I guess the uh, people who can speak adoption, right, and and foster care, uh, can can speak to this being a real thing, like a kid going back and forth. Maybe especially in the transitionary period where it's not wholly comfortable yet. You know what I mean? And, and I like, think that that's fair and that's real, but it just feels very forced. This doesn't I think it feels feel... forced because the reason why he's not just doing it randomly. It's always for like a like there's a, a motive storytelling behind it. Reason. Yeah. yeah, like a script a script motive. You used to be heroes. What happened to you? Oh, yikes. <laughs> I want him to point to Rumble and be like, not you. Sorry. <laughs> not me, not you. No matter how this plays out, I need to keep him as far away from it as possible. She's right. Cora was dangerous because she didn't have a heart. Regina's even more dangerous because she does. I love that line. So, I love that. Really delicious lasagna, isn't it? All right. In the past. Not really. In the past. Owen? It's okay. I know I'm not the greatest cook. <laughs> Unless it involves apples. <laughs> um, I was going to ding Speaking it. Of I'm which, not going to because I hated it. <laughs> How would you like to help me make turnovers for dessert? Well, okay, we're God. making turnovers. It's a bunch of apples sitting out in the sink. Why don't you go pick out some good ones? Is she going to ask to buy his son? <laughs> <laughs> Owen is a bit of a free spirit, I guess, from his mom. Is she uh, back in New Jersey with the boss? The cake boss. <laughs> she, it's hilarious that uh, she doesn't know what that means. She passed away six months ago. Oh. I'm sorry. I can be his mom now. That's why I brought him here, actually. <laughs> thought that camping, new surroundings, maybe... That helped him take his mind off things, but <laughs> I came here looking to start over too. Hasn't turned out quite the way I'd hoped. Why not? What good's a new life if you don't have anyone to share it with? Oh, great! Hey, I thought we were making dessert. <laughs> this is feeling very full house. <laughs> yeah, it is very, very much so. I want to turn oh, the now. camera in the what? oven, classic. That's also pushing daisies because he's a pastry chef, and so there's a lot of shots like that. Oh, him, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff. I'm telling you, man. It's funny because that's, that's how not... they shot. I hate to compare them, but with Eye Zombie too, because she had to eat the brains, so she would always um, make a a meal out of it, mm-hmm, and like a really mm-hmm. cool, like she would make sushi one night and like a pasta (laughs) another night out of the it was so cool to watch every episode what she would make to eat her brains oh i love that how come you're not a mom wow (laughs) just didn't work out that way i guess kids don't understand social cues (laughs) (laughs) at all (laughs) that's too bad would he be 10 he'd be really good at it is that what the sage is i think so oh i so how much longer? <laughs> they also cast a kid who looks just a like, Henry. like Henry. Yeah, not close enough. And how are you liking Storybrooke so far? This one better than New Jersey. You don't miss your home, your friends. Everything is legal in New Jersey. 
I hate it there. This feels very like... Oh, because my school treat me weird now. Because of what happened to your mother. Nobody gets it. It's like... There's a piece of your heart missing. I wonder what this roly-poly kid looks like now. <laughs> How's dessert coming? Great. Owen and I were just talking, and... I know this might sound crazy, but... How would you two feel about sticking around town a little longer? Uh, stick around, as in? Move here. <laughs> that's not the same. He's like, yeah, I have same. PTO There's that's uh, running out. <laughs> Please, Dad, can we? Uh, what? Oh, hi. What? what is this? Uh, it says, it says, wow. it says, it says I have to record. <laughs> is this a record? Did she make you a recording light? I have no. I have a, a script. Oh, oh! You have to record that. This is my script right now. Yes. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it now. I physically Here, wait, cannot. Wait, um, no, 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 no. For everybody oh, watching, it's in. Chi- <laughs> it's in Chinese. Oh, it's gonna. <laughs> We're not going to be offensive on this show by making up Chinese sounds. Absolutely not. I would never do that. If I'm going to get canceled, it's not because of that. That that won't be it. That would be a shame. By the way, uh, this kid is 21 years old. He was born in 2000. And he... I'll just give a a little quick visual up here for anyone who can maybe see it on the... I would have never pegged that he looked like that, no. He looks exactly the way he did as as a young kid, except he's wearing a blazer. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he looks exactly the same. There it is. There it is. That's his. That's his headshot. Pretty good headshot. I must yeah, say. actually, he's rocking the same hairstyle. The he looks great. Sweep Justin Bieber thing going on. I like it. I like it. That's probably an old picture, but still. So to well recap, done. Regina just said, "Hey, do you want to move to Storybrook? Uproot your entire life after your wife just died and the mother of your child just died, and move here to middle of nowhere, Maine. Do you want to do that?" And he was like. That's insane. And his son was like, no, let's do it, Dad. But he said it with the same cadence that you say, like, can we keep this puppy? Yes. <laughs> can we, Dad? Can we? This is like, oh, my God. Can can Sally sleep over? Can we? Are, please? Yeah. Can we do that? Okay. Oh, boy. All right. Let's rewind just a little bit. Here we go. It could be a chance for a new stop. He's a pretty good looking dude. He's kind of like scruffy. Uh, got a scruffy thing happening. Wow. Look, I appreciate everything you've done for us, but our life is in New Jersey. It's not here. Like, we were literally just camping. I'm not going to move here. Of course. (laughs) It's fucking insane. You could be friends on Facebook, Doc. (laughs) 1983. Oh, shit, yeah. (laughs) Not even. He's like, no. You You don't have to. Hey, buddy. Sit your seat. Oh, we're in present. It's Dad. Anyway. They really flip flopping. They need to make a lot of sense. Large Sunday, extra everything. Okay, Ruby, with these leather pants. I see you. Also, those were eyes shot extra at you. Everything. Oh, did she? Hold on. Yeah, Hold go on. back a little bit. Those were some. It's rewind time. Okay. okay. It was a look. Oh, shit. I didn't even pick up. Whoa. She on. fully so stripped this ahead. man in yeah. the diner. Is that just? There you go. One large Sunday, extra everything. 
Thanks. Rudy. Oh, she looked him down. She looked him up and down multiple times. Megan, girl. Yes, Megan. Getting it. I think I don't know bribe when I see one. That obvious, huh? But also eat the bribe. What are you doing? So what do you want? Well, your mom. This is this is Henry. Let me let me teach you something. This is how you do that move. Is what? Oh wait, there's more. Your name. That one's my name. It's not your name. That's not my name. Nope. Oh, wrong script. Wrong script. Oh. Get another one. She's a producer now. That's important. Uh, Henry, this is how you do this, okay? You eat the ice cream and you go, I know this is a bribe, and then you keep eating the ice cream. You yeah. don't like yeah. you don't throw it away. We don't when have to give that bribe up. money. You take the money and you put it in your pocket, and then you then you say, I know that was a bribe. Just for next time. Okay. This is what you get paid for dealing with this bullshit. Like, oh yeah, hundred percent. So I was thinking, why don't we go to New York? New York. Well, Regina can't cast that curse. If you're in New York, there's no magic there. Somebody should find a way to get rid of magic. Except the magic of Broadway. My mom wouldn't be able to cast the curse. <laughs> My family wouldn't want to kill her. It, it'd solve everything. <laughs> oh, guys, Isla's secondhand embarrassed for me right now. <laughs> this one's mine. Do we have yeah. Do we have the correct script now? Thank you, Harper Jane. Would you like background music to read your script? Where are you going? Oh, okay. Here, I'll give you some background music so you can read your script. <laughs> All new materials, polyester fiber, plastic pellets. Todos los nuevos materiales, fibra de polyester granulos de platístico. Made in China. Heco and China. New material only. Disney Collection, Pasadena, California. <laughs> Lin-Manuel would be so proud. <laughs> that was amazing. Oh, this interlude has been brought to you by. Harper! Harper. <laughs> All right, so uh, where were we? Bribes and New York. He wants also, to go to New York. Neil showing up with the incredible bribes on Ice Cream Sunday with extra everything, and then you're offering him a trip to New York City? Boy, and, get me in the backseat of that car. I'm on my way. Like, I mean, what? tell me about it. Tell me about it. And also, Henry's response to that is, oh, that's a good idea. Let's make this like New York and Let's, just get rid of You cannot here. make Maine like New York. We don't need to well, go to New York. In in the fact that he doesn't care about New York. He just He's just saying he wants to bring to New York because there's no magic there. So he's saying, well, why don't we just make no magic here? And that's the first time we've ever said that on this show. Yeah. Right? That's, now we're starting to get into that kind of side of things. Yeah. You know what? You're right. But until then, why don't you come with me? Good parenting. Yes, and he did. He didn't do no, right? Thanks, Ruby. Excuse me. Um, could I get this sandwich wrapped up to go? Oh, freaking freaking this guy. This guy's still here. A hike, huh? Well, Doctor Whale said it'd be good for me to get on my feet, and uh, plus, I'm kind of a nature photography nerd. Just thought you'd be back in Pennsylvania by now. Did you see? This town's starting to grow on me. Thank you very much. Oh, wait. Insert TikTok. Ta- we need to insert a new TikTok sound. The she knows one. 
Oh. I gotta write it down. Hold on, write I can get down. over it really quick. I'm gonna I'm gonna put add it to my add it to my notes. Uh she so aggressively Black Star Most Death Quality. Good sort of bad hoes try me. They try me. This is Martin Luther King in the club, getting dust. Bad bitch in his ear saying that she down for whatever. In the back of his mind is Coretta. And she knows. She knows. And I know she knows. And I know she knows. That's going to be a good one because we can use that multiple times. Yes. That's going to be great. Uh, So first of all, I love that we saw the look that she gave to Neil because she did not look at Greg like that. She looked at Greg like a piece of rotting meat on the side of the road. She like looked once and looked away. And did you see that sister look these two just gave each other? Yeah. The two of them looked back and forth. No words. Like he tried to do the like look back and then the two of them looking back and forth. And that's <laughs> what a great How did it eyebrow go? conversation. We're good. Had. He said yes. Seriously? Yeah, he's in the bathroom right now. Just, I'm gonna go home and pack. Oh, he's I'm running bad away. From day three is dead, if I do say so myself. Wait, where's his backpack? Amateur. Yep. Well, I don't know. He took it with him. To the bathroom? Did you really fall for that? He's your son. <laughs> <laughs> what a great line. He's running. He's running. He goes, He's your son. (laughs) I'm sorry, Henry. I'm not siding with you on this one. Normally, I have Henry's back. But he's also a kid. To the fullest extent in, like, homeboy. That's some some silly kid shit to do, you know? Okay. Again with the... Girl, why don't you do that You know, can I just say it is really interesting, and I don't know if this is on purpose or not. Great. Great Polish. Okay. Polish. Polish. (laughs) We already talked about that. Great Polish. Look at she's sitting up. The little uh, troll in the attic is sitting up right now. And that she has does. Been she excluded. looks like Gollum right now. Like, <laughs> she looks like she's like, <laughs> I killed your mother. Like, why? She's, she's gnawing on a turkey leg or something in a fetal position. Wait, what do you think is interesting? They just always seem to cover up that polish. Like, I don't know. They oh, never that, just that give that us the full thing. shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's a part of this like industrial loft that live in yeah. freaking gorgeous. Nice try, dearie. Did you really think that was gonna be that easy? Yes. We love you know, a good dearie. Gold is a bodyguard. Mama. He can't be your guard dog forever. Yeah. You can't whisper. I can't hear you. Come here. What, baby? So, what can I do to help, Madam Mayor? Hold on. Can we pause? What, baby? Sure. Those are cookies. Those are make cookies. We're going to make cookies? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. The, um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we are. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That was so cute. I also get exactly that excited when my wife says she's making cookies for me, too. We bought, uh, we needed a new baking sheet, and we saw one at Target the other day that just so happened to come with a bunch of um, cookie cutters, like Christmas cookie cutters. Uh And it was the same price as a regular baking sheet. So I was like, oh, hell yeah, we're getting this. And it came with a cooling rack. Speaking of which. Oh, what do you want to show the people? Show us. Show us, Harper Jane. (gasps) What is that? What are we seeing? A picture of me. Why? A picture of you. Because I was teensy little and I played these toys. You were teensy little? Yeah, like 
these toys. Yeah, and what was this day? Was are you toys? You want me to tell it? Yeah. It was your first day of school from when you were a baby. Um, it was my pigtails. Your pigtails. Well, I keep this right <laughs> here. I will keep it right here. <laughs> and then run away. <laughs> the run away is my favorite part. <laughs> I hope you all love these Harbor interludes as much as we do. I truly don't I... care if anybody likes them. <laughs> like, I will never... They are stifle hilarious. her they're, they're just so cute oh boy where are we uh okay i don't even remember Robert flynn's car i should say i appreciate oh, everyone uh, sorry i should yes. appreciate that everyone who does love my harper jane interruptions but i don't care who does it that is what oh I we're not gonna that. stop i yeah. just mean i I've, i but i hope everybody does yeah enjoy them because they are i just mean i hope everyone finds as much joy as i do because it's it's not just like a oh it's cute i'm like oh my god it's like it's like completely yeah this picture she brings over the most adorable picture possible <laughs> if if there was not an incentive to go over to spotify video and look at this now is the time <laughs> let's be honest here that is just the cutest thing ever oh she was I'm such sorry. a little chub okay sorry. we did not intend on this being a video only podcast but we we do a lot of visual gags <laughs> it's okay um all right so regina is at the garage. shop the garage uh, where billy works and this is now we're seeing billy for the first time she's gonna flashback. steal the catalytic converter so they can't drive away <laughs> nice yeah maybe 1983 make 1983 a part of oh, oh my god Encom, make 1983 the start of your personal digital revolution Encom, that's the tron reference how cool that's it that's incredible. Also, let's just point out in 1983 that this tiny little computer, HS Series 50, $3,000 for this like little 10 inch. Basically, looks like an Apple II. Like, you oh know. my gosh. Yep, so much computers are. That's, uh, and, and actually, what's behind it, if you have like the little tiny visual Easter egg, NCOM as a Tron reference, is the grid. Yeah. Like the grid from Tron where yes. the light bikes and stuff go is actually the, the background behind this little bench that's out in front of the garage. I would have never picked up on that had I not been like put onto it from the wiki. That's awesome. Um, that really made me happy. Kurt Flynn's car. Yeah, the one you asked me to fix ASAP. Yes. Plans have changed. Break it. <laughs> I now need Mr. Flynn and his son to stay a while longer. Perhaps you can take a couple extra days with the repairs. Yeah, I'm afraid that Mr. Flynn already picked the car up. What? When? Like ten minutes ago. <laughs> of course, not yesterday, not this morning. It had to be. You just missed him. Hey, she's got a heart in hand. Whose heart Sheriff, is this? Graham. Our visitors are driving out of Storybrook. Find them before they cross the town line. Pull the car over and arrest the father for drunk driving. Question. Then bring the boy. Is that how this heart thing works? Is it like a walkie-talkie? Why did she... Why, uh, this is the big question I have. Why did she address him into his own heart? Well, uh... Um, As if it would be anyone else. Hey, Sheriff, yes? We've done this before. <laughs> we did? Cora did this with Aurora's heart. But didn't she speak on behalf of Aurora? Though? She spoke as her. Yes, and so I think you can manipulate the heart. I think that's why she addressed it. So he didn't say it out loud like he oh, was talking. She's maybe, telling okay. him like right. an internal thought. Okay, okay. I think that makes sense. Because sure. we made no, fun no, of them. Least... We were like, what is this? Like a weird walkie-talkie when we did yeah, yeah. the Aurora episode. But like, now... Over. <laughs> yeah. 
but it still feels like a walkie-talkie that he's just holding up to his ear. It does. <laughs> but it's okay. It's fine. It's it's weird to use the hearts that way. I, I wish it was just like a thing where she would like control it. You know why it's not weird for me? Because I grew up with Halloween Town where they use the shrunken head skulls to oh, talk yeah. to each other. All right. No. Yeah, buy that. You're right. You're right. You're right. Boy to me. So she's going to have him steal. Oh, oh my shit. gosh. Heard. He's in the room. Yeah. That wasn't what it sounded like. Oh. Don't want any trouble. Just came by to say thank you and... Wait. It was just a misunderstanding. No. I understood. We're leaving. I'm not going to hurt him. Please don't leave. Whoa, mate. Oh, Where are you going? Graham just busted in... Graham, you did not understand the assignment. drunk. Did you just? This is hilarious. He busted into the room and arrested him for drunk driving while standing in the room. (laughs) Regina's like, you are stupid. You did not do this right. (laughs) I didn't mean right now, idiot. I'm currently embarrassed for Graham. (laughs) He said, you are being arrested for drunk driving. I suppose you can arrest someone after the fact. I actually don't even know if that's true. I don't think you can arrest someone for a past experience of drunk driving. I think it has to, you have to catch them in the act. I think that's the way our, like, someone who knows the judicial system or, under, or like, knows a cop or is a cop, please explain to me if this is a thing you're allowed to do. Are you allowed to witness someone drunk driving, get out of their car, walk into the store, and then you walk out, like, in front of the store and arrest them for drunk driving they just did? I'm not, not sure, I but think I you have to visit, still think like, that he is, them. like, completely in the wrong right now. <laughs> Yeah, it's just hilarious that he's like, he's arresting him for something. He's still the- sticking with the story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's just like, he. It, it's, it's as if he got uh, brainwashed and just saw it all I in know. front of his face. I want to be like, right Graham, now. she has your heart, not your brain, But idiot. also, Like, context. I, wanna, I, wanna, I want them to cut away. This is what I always wanted, like like college humor style, right? I want it to be the normal show. This is this would be a great BTS thing if I was on set to shoot. The normal show, the music's really intense, and he's in there, and it's all like really dramatic. And then they just cut to gra- no music to Graham running down the street from wherever the hell he was when he got this freaking walkie-talkie thing. Just like Forrest Gump running, no music, just him panting and yes. running, and then cutting to the room, and then him running, and then he busts in the room, <laughs> or he like right outside the door is like panting, and then he like kicks the door down. <laughs> this is very like Dwight Schrute right now. The, it, it feels like a comedy, like it's ridiculous. Like Michael Scott said, go do this. Go and do he was this. like, I will do this. He's like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Got it, boss. <laughs> Can you like imagine a- hitting cut after the scene? Like oh, how hilarious. hard they all probably laughed at how dumb this was. This is so. Oh, my God. Okay. Hold on. I got it. Driving. Don't make this harder on yourself. <laughs> so don't make you this do? harder on yourself. I got to go. Controlling you. I don't know how, but she had this glowing thing. It was shaped like a heart. Don't listen to her. He's like, ha, see, he sounds crazy. I can use this. Wow. And he's gotta go. What was that? New coat of paint on this Bronco. We gotta get out of here. And that's how the O.J. Simpson chase started. (laughs) Whoa! Oh, not the guy you want to run into. You all right? Yeah. What are you doing out here all by yourself? Yikes. Boy Scout. Trying to get a merit badge. He had that one ready. 
What, what are you doing? There are no here? Boy Scouts in Storybook. I'm hiking. And I'm, I'm taking pictures of Maine's scenic beauty. Hiking shows that way. Okay. Thanks. Isn't hiking um, just like being in the woods? <laughs> huh. Is it Henry? That wasn't suspicious. We he heard that. We heard time. that. Yeah. Well, nice on the sound Good luck with there. your merit badge. You should probably turn your sound on your phone off before you take creepy pictures. Of children's belongings. <laughs> Henry! Henry! Oh, down here. Are they doing the she can sniff thing? Yeah, yeah, we're doing it. We're doing it. Why would an 11 year old kid run away with the mines? Wouldn't be the first time. Really, Neil? I think I know what he was looking for. The dynamite the dwarves use for blasting. What the hell would he want dynamite for? To get rid of magic. Wait, what? At the diner, he said someone should get rid of magic. So he's gonna blow it up? Where would he even. (laughs) That's how stupid you sound. Oh, smart kid. Well, I mean, he's not wrong. Okay, can we can we flash back to how volatile dynamite is? Dynamite is TNT. Let <laughs> us not learned, forget the lost. <laughs> as we learned from say? Lost, is the single most volatile explosive that we know of, as, at least in this portable state. Uh, so if he was really running around the woods, bounced around, and then a guy ran into him and the bag fell on the ground, they would have exploded. Period. <laughs> TNT, if you blow on it too hard, it explodes. So, <laughs> Shameless Patreon plug. That episode is going to suck to do, by the way, on yeah. Hatching Up With Lost because... Jack makes me. I am like not. I'm not even watching it right that's now. And I'm where, thinking about how I want to stab myself in the eyeball having to watch Jack do yeah, that scene. No, that's where it starts to get really gnarly on the on the obsessive um, superiority complex thing that Jack has. But uh, let's pour one out for Ernst on Lost because uh, he blew up. This right here. Yeah. This goes out to all our fallen homies, yo. All he wanted Come to do on. is teach science. That's it. That's all he wanted to do. Uh, and he taught some science, very literally. He with did. His own, with, with his, his blood own and guts. Uh, well, Henry ran around the woods and hit someone physically. Bag hit the ground. Nobody exploded. Weird, not realistic. <laughs> but let's move on. This is like Acme Dynamite. Yeah. <laughs> That's just like a... Roadrunners like in the background right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hi, is this Henry's mother? Who's asking? Which one? My name's Greg Mindle, <laughs> the guy that crashed his car outside of town. See, I, I was out here hiking in the woods, and he was by the White Pine Trail, and he was all by himself. Well, what's he doing out there? Is he okay? I, I don't know. He ran off, but he, he seemed a little upset, and I, I just thought that you would want to know. That's all. I'm on my way. Wrong, Mom. Thank you. Why didn't you say thank you, bitch? Oh, what a cool transition. That was a cool transition. We'll drink to that. All right, we're in the past again. The Bronco chase is happening with O.J. Simpson. Wow, very, uh, very literal. This is, this feels very, um... Uh, 80s. This is, I feel like we could drink to this pop culture nod. I think, what's the, uh, what's the, the, the brothers? Oh my God, the, the remake movie with Jessica Simpson with the crazy White Confederate chicks? flag. No. Car. Dukes of Hazard. Dukes of Hazard. That's what this feels like. This White feels like chicks. What the fuck? I love. That was very. <laughs> that's very strange. That was a very strange try. <laughs> I said Jessica Simpson, and she rang her Jeopardy bell and went White chicks for two hundred, Alex. <laughs> Why? 
She is, in fact, a white chick, but not quite what we were looking for. I've never seen white chicks. White chicks starring Sean and Marlon Wayans? I know, I know, I (laughs) know. Oh, man. If we were still doing recap moments of the show to put on Instagram, this would be it. This is this right here. This is the moment everyone should reference. If they want to watch this episode, this is it. White chicks. That's going to be a good one. Uh, okay. Dukes of Hazard is what this chase scene reminds me I still of. got it. You did still get it. And I wouldn't have. So thank you. A lot of chasing happening. A lot of crashing. It's a big action sequence. Very exciting. Everyone's like just drifting all over the place. Everyone's just getting all over the road. Also, how big is this town? They can have a chase in the middle of town and of not course. destroy anything. Can you believe if is Regina this... didn't open her big fat mouth, you might have been coming back to like try to mm-hmm. make a relationship of some sort? Like, yeah. start up slow. Uh, also, I gotta say, this is shot really well. It does feel pretty... Oh, oh, oh no! Ah. So Graham cuts him off at the, at the town line. Whichever... Oh, storybook sign. Oh, Starbucks sign. Drink. That was a great action right. sequence. Listen to me. Run into the woods. Get as far away as you can. You call your uncle. Go. No, not without you. Call your uncle with what? It's 1983. You don't have a cell phone. <laughs> How are you calling your uncle? Right? This is also nuts. This is weird. There's a reason I gave you that. Because as long as you have it, I'll always be with you. What? You can do this. So do it. Why? Run! Go! Oh, that Go. guttural scream. No, I can't do this. I'm gonna cry right now. Yeah, this is a lot. Also, Graham can hear you. Wouldn't he just run after the kid? You may have this whole town wrapped around your finger. Damn, Damn my son! He's got Graham on the ropes. <laughs> Don't stop! Run! He's gonna cross the town line. Run! Owen, it's okay. I'm not going to hurt you. Why are you doing this? This is I just really want dark. You to stay with me. You said you liked it here. You want to stay here, don't you? This is super dark. Uh, it was super dark. Not I hate like this. this. No. Not like this. Not like this. He's right. I'm sorry. I just wanted us to be happy. So he told him to go run and call his uncle. Does that mean he has to run to the next town? (laughs) Okay, now we're back at the well. So what happens to his dad? I think we'll we'll go back. They'll they'll tell us because we should be solved ten minutes. What are you doing? That was I'm cool. Getting rid of magic. She said, it's "Henry, ruining everything." And, she and you put, can't stop me. You, you heard oh, it in the sound effect. She put the match out. Yeah, she, you couldn't see her, but you heard the like wisp of magic. And she she took the match out whilst while she distracted. Yeah. Him. What I'm gonna do is get you killed. You just say that because you need magic, so you can cast that curse on me. Yeah, Dummy. let's just, yeah, thank you, Regina. We don't really need to play that I game right now with explosives. 
You mean too much that, to me. That little sub-comedy underlying there of him don't just dropping the match is actually really funny. Henry, she has to pay. The curse. It won't make me love you for real. It'll be fake. But it will be something. Uh, I know it's hard for you to understand right now, but you'll see. We can be happy. Mm? We can have everything. Here's the point, Not right? Not like this. Not like this. Oh, he said hey, the words. Hey, Regina, get he away from my son. Words. He's not yours, he's mine. Not like this. And after I cast this, you'll never see him again. That's never going to happen. You want to kill Mary Margaret? You're going to have to go through us. Can't she just like, okay. and then wh wisp you guys over to the across town? Stop! Henry, get out of the way! Not until someone helps me to Henry is three feet tall. I can very easily shoot over his head without any danger. So let's just relax here, okay? <laughs> but Neil's a good dad. Yeah, he is, but still. Droid magic! There's no way to get rid of it. You can't just blow it up. Magic isn't the problem, kid. It's her. It's not just her. It's everyone. Love that. Love that. Look what magic did to Mary Margaret. Yep. It is. Look everyone. at what it did to you. It's ruining everything. He said you're a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> it makes good people do terrible things and bad people. <laughs> She's still pushing this line right now. <laughs> Please, is he gonna destroy my family? Help me get rid of him. I wish he said our family. I that know. Would be a nice touch. I can't do that, Henry. But there is something I can do. Okay. Oh. Let's see what this move is. Okay. All right. Interesting. Thank you, thank you Regina. And Charming immediately put his gun down. Thank you. This 10-year-old just de-escalated a situation better than any of you did. You're all embarrassed. You should be, at True. least. True, which is why I'm saying they needed to get him involved there, because the adults were too hot-headed about it, you know? You needed to get an objective Yes, but is what's-his-name watching this all unfold? Rumple? No. Random man. Coyote from Grace and Frankie. Glenn? Yeah. No. Oh, she brought no, the. He this brought the is cops. Where Storybrook was by this rock. Son, there isn't a town called Storybrook anywhere in Maine. You don't believe me? Look, you've been through a lot, son. Where is Dad? The sign is right there. It oh. said it. We'll drink again. <gasps> if you would have taken one more step, <laughs> it's crazy. It's been your miss. It's really sad. This is terrible. He's an orphan now. That's really sad. Leaving Storybrook. Leaving Storybrook. Wow. Beautiful shot of her crying. So, so beautifully shot. Okay. Mm, nice little rack focus from the bird to her. Did you see that from the bird yep. on the wall? That was your husband. It seems that Henry convinced Regina to destroy the curse. 
<laughs> Rumple being Rumple, I wish she was like, that was your husband. Uh, everyone's dead. <laughs> Just kidding. Like, I, like <laughs> wouldn't that have been like yeah. a great Rumple move? That would have been great. Right in this spot. Services are no longer required. Oh, he's like, I quit. <laughs> Putting in my two weeks. Why does he? Ooh. Ooh, what? What's going on here? Live with yourself. Her beautiful eyelashes. Look at this. Knowing oh. all the bad things you've done. Oh, you tell yourself you did the right thing. Mm. And if you say it often enough, one day you might actually believe it. The uh, never-ending plight of the troubled, right? Yep. Is to just justify it, and then you realize at some point that it was all, you know, wrong. Which is a very honest answer I think he gave her. Yeah. To be honest, to be frank. 108. You. <gasps> this scene. This is in the promo. Yo! She left the house. She left the bed. She said, kill me. What? Regina, we have been fighting for so long. It's cost us so much. It has to end before anyone else dies. So, please... She likes the fight, though. Just do it. I won't be enough for her. Henry would never forgive me. Although I do remember what happened, so I'm just gonna. But you know what my problem is. I never learn from my mistakes. yourself the black no, spot in her heart no no yes and once you blacken your heart it only grows darker and darker trust me i know so crush it do it crush it get it over with and put you out of your misery i don't need to destroy you you're doing it to yourself Finally, Regina, the girl. Way, you'll bring down that perfect little family. You do less. So That's all you had to, to do. <laughs> and then Henry will be mine. Please just kill see? me. I can have everything. <gasps> this is lost. Do you hear it? Yeah. Thanks to you. That's not Regina music playing right now. No, that was now literally one of the things from Lost. my porch. <laughs> that wasn't a strong... strong oh, you could have said property, probably, and that would have been better. You should have probably auditioned a, a few more outro lines than that one. Yeah. But Greg's being weird again. Surprise, surprise. Literally no one in 2021 would believe these videos. Yeah, all right. Hey. I'll find you, Dad. Greg. I promise. Is a little kid. 
That whole thing was just so that we can be like, this is Greg's backstory. Now, tell me that wasn't a fantastic last five seconds of the episode. Isla literally threw her microphone to the ground. That was so good. <laughs> oh, man, that's great. I need to make a formal apology. Oops. Yes, please do. I talked so much shit about Greg. That's, I regret yeah, everything I said. I take it all back. This, we need to... So I think the next episode... We're not going to do it right now. The next episode, we're going to have to unpack a little bit of what that means and because yeah i need some time i need some time yeah yeah but but that does change a lot of things it's really but what a way to write this think about this writing room man what a way to write this episode and be like we're gonna write this whole thing about this character at the beginning and and we're gonna do all these flashbacks and all this stuff and then to have that pay off at the end like that because that was already a sad story that was good enough to be like oh yeah another strange kid just like henry has a lot of likenesses and stuff but the fact that they made that tie-in like that is again just masterful the show i will say it again i will never stop saying it does not get enough credit no so Let's let's just let's just start doing this, okay? MVPs. So MVPs. We're gonna give MVPs and LVPs to all of the uh, characters here. We're gonna do storybook present day and storybook uh, eighty three. So MVP of storybook present. Henry. So we got. Yeah, I mean, he would have to be right. <laughs> do we really I mean, need? Because we, we do. Because Greg is just being weird, like whatever. And I don't think that's. That's the only other character that's not fighting, so. Yeah. And, and, I mean, we do have, like, some maybe honorable mentions, but Henry is the one who made it. No, Henry. So, yeah. Uh, What about MVP Storybrooke Past? Basically, Regina, Owen, Kurt, Graham. I'm giving it to Dad. Dad. Oh, yeah, for sacrificing himself. Yeah. Also, what happened to him? Is he there? I know. Where is he? Where is he? Is he still in some jail like Belle? Like, is he, you know? Is he he dead? What what happened? What's going on? Well, now, now Greg's finding the dad, so that's even more okay. Uh, MVP, sorry, LVP of Storybook Present. Snow. That's hard. Snow. I'm snow. giving it to Snow. She, snow? like, because she could be helping. I know she has uh, a lot to be dealing with right now, but then the whole, like, s- like snot coming out of her nose, and she's like, just kill me. Like, I Hmm. I don't think I have as many bad feelings towards Snow because she's just she's so depressed and out of herself. I know, but so isn't everyone else. And like, but that but that darkened heart thing was real, and like so so the black spot on the heart. I think there was mention of it previously. Oh, like really affecting you? Okay, like the dark to give it because because the dark spot is what turns into the equivalent of the dark one without that powerful magic. Like, it turns you literally evil. Yeah. And that's what they go into. Well, yeah, I know. We have a whole season about it. But um, I don't know who else I would give it to. I'm not going to give it to Regina. LVP of present. No, I don't even think she would deserve it. Present would be, it would have to be like, I mean, we could not. I guess there's not then. We could just say no. Yeah. Yeah. LVP of the past. Maybe Regina. Regina, I I guess. Even though she's the main bad guy, but not really else, not a lot going on. Yeah. Honorable mention for a character? Again, dad. Loved him. Double um, for the dad. Okay. Double. I really liked him, you know, because it wasn't... We had to do it for his son. It wasn't over the top for me, and I think that that's why I really liked it, because it felt really relatable. Everything that he was doing... Yeah. 
True. True. Yeah, it felt, it felt realistic, too, and, and the sacrifice you would give to your son, and, you know. And then uh, uh, my outstanding performance is going to Guinea Good. Yeah. Guinea Good nailed this. I yeah. Snow annoyed me. Mary Margaret annoyed me. Guinea Good understood yeah, the full she, assignment. She really, she really did a really good job. Mm. You're right. I'm with you there. Outstanding performance, and I, I'll give a little bit to Rumple too for outstanding perform for yeah. Robert Carlyle. Yep, doing the little nuances to that line of like he wasn't a main bad guy in this; he was facilitating a purpose, but he still felt like he 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 operates with all the rules of the hero with more freedom of the bad guy. Yeah, right? to break to break those said rules. But I feel like the basis that he works on is the hero. And then he's he good guy, there, bad guy, fluid. Which yeah, he, <laughs> he's uh, he's binary uh, protagonist antagonist. <laughs> He prefers no hero pronouns. Yeah. He doesn't <laughs> yeah, do no, labels. Right. He doesn't. Yeah, no, he really does flip back and forth. He, he, or maybe not flip, but he lives in a space in between those that kind of transcends the traditional mm-hmm. line between good and bad, which I, I think is a very uh, unique to this show that I really, really like. So then if that's the case, then we would do a rating out of five. Here we go. The second annual Mr. Gold's Gold Star in the Field of Excellence. I'm sorry. This is a five plus for me. This is five plus. This has got to be five plus. That twist at the end? It's got to be five plus. Like, that's everything about it kept us on. Again, we stopped a hundred times because we kept talking about the way it was shot. Amazing everything was. The color correction, the story, how they brought it in, the transitions, the characters. This is a five plus all day long. And you pretty much, they also allowed you to follow when we were where, I mean, not unless you, you know, are not watching. If you're like listening to the audio, yes. But they visually did give us a little bit of a through line, which really kind of makes the whole Paola thing even hit harder. Like that, it relies so heavily yeah. on these visual cues to make them go back and forth that it's, it really seems like a shame that they wouldn't take some extra time to, to make, make sure everyone off. who loves this gets to fully be immersed Absolutely. in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pella hit a hit a, a soft spot. For she us, did. Right? Yeah, <laughs> we feel real strongly about this. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, all right, so let's really quick. Let's just watch the promo for next week. Uh, which coming off of that, this is this is exciting. This is an exciting times. So this season two, like ramping out of season one, we knew okay, we're getting to whether or not the curse will be broken, and now we don't have that same risk. But ramping out of season two, kind of getting into the end, the season finale, because we only have one, two, three, four, five episodes left before the end of the season. Right. And we get into season three. Um, so I feel like this ramping into it is really starting to get, like, good. Like, yeah. like I don't know. It just feels really, really strong. So the next ep- I'm just looking ahead at the, th- at the thumbnails, and I'm really pumped. Um, the next one is called Selfless, Brave, and True. Uh, it's episode 18, so let's, let me set everything up here, and let's see if this is right. Here we go. This is a town where magic exists. Only next Sunday. My fiance, she's on her way here. Does she know who you really are? The real world is closing in to steal their secret. Long time. Are you trying to take the magic from Storybrooke? And their only hope is the most unlikely of heroes. Anyone in here? Just leave. Once upon a time, all new next Sunday, 8, 7 Central on ABC. Oh my God! <laughs> what? <laughs> that. These guys are really pulling no punches anymore. They're just 
All right. There was a lot in there. There was a lot in there. So we got August is going to make his return. We got Captain of the Star Trek Discovery coming in as the fiance of Neil. And she knows about magic, apparently, and is... So, okay, can I just, can I, I hate doing this, I always skip, but episode 19 is the one after that. It's called Lacey. I did not know we were doing that in season two. Okay. Um, So, okay, there's a lot. So, first of all, we at least know that the whole magic and story brick and the real world closing in is a thing. But... We'll get into it in, in, in some future episodes, but before, so the, I, I want to make this vocal reminder to myself that the beginning of the next episode, we before we get into the watch, we should unpack, because the Greg stuff uh, and the, the, all the new people, right, Greg, Tamara, um, you know, August coming in, like all of these new developments that are going to lead into basically the season finale are going to accelerate very quickly. Yep. So I want to just unpack all this Greg stuff and and basically try to review like, okay, everything we've seen of him up until this point uh, so that we'd be prepared for all the stuff that's coming next. Because yes. there are a lot of implications to him being, you know, him being all, him, Owen. And having already visited Storybook before and the fact that he has his own agenda and like it's just all this stuff. Yep. So that, that'll be it'll be a very exciting conversation. If you guys want to throw in your theories and call us for next week uh, or for any of these weeks in the future about your Greg ideas or slash Owen ideas. Is his name actually Greg or Owen? I know. No, it's just like, oh, OK, know. wow. Um, please text us. Please. De- I mean, I guess that's really this is a great time to talk about that now. This is a great time to the outro to our show since we are wrapping up. Up. Let's get that music going. Funny, you say that if they want to participate in the conversation. Did you know that you can participate in the conversation rather than just yelling into your radio? <laughs> we have a phone number that you can call or text. That phone number is 207-536-8512. Again, you can call, leave us a voicemail. We'll play it on the air. You can send us a text message. We'll read it on the air. If you want to join the conversation even further, we have a Discord. That link will be in our show notes where you can talk with us and other rookies who might agree or disagree with your theories. We have an Instagram where you can send us a DM, the SBC pod, and we have a matching email, the SBC pod at gmail.com. If you send us something in there, we'll read it. If you really loved the conversation that we started on episode 40 or 1 through 39 previously, we have some reviews that you can leave for us over on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star review, write some words, we'll read it on the air. And if you really sat here and you thought, I love these guys, I want to give them my hard-earned money, you can do that. We have a Patreon And when you support us in ways that are monetary and not just in love, which we do appreciate just the same, we will give you some bonus content, including diving deeper into our Once Upon a Time theories, other shows and movies that we really give way too much of a shit about, um, including our newest. (laughs) It is a sneaky, peeksy early release of our vomit thoughts of Encanto and how much we loved it because you know we love Manuel Miranda. We're also doing a little side project with Lost that has so many connections to Once Upon a Time. It's called Hatching Up with Lost. We release episodes when we feel like it. So again, the (laughs) Patreon link will be in the show notes. Maggie, did I miss anything? That was amazing. Ladies and gentlemen, Eilish Sikorsky, everybody. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you.
Uh, that was episode 40. That was a huge milestone for us. I feel like that was a great episode to have. Yes. Milestone. We got 10 episodes away from 50, which we're going to have a huge celebration for. I don't know what it'll be yet, but that's, yeah, that's, that's the end of our show. So, uh, all magic comes with a price. And you know what? All shows come with a podcast. See you guys in the Enchanted Forest. Stay gold, everybody. Stay rumple, friends. Bye. Bye. Bye.